The Esoteric Order of Role Players present 13 Candles, a Vampire the Masquerade duet chronicle with Desiree Valdez and David Larkins. prelude <laughs> scoffing at your choice of words before you turn the recorder on uh-huh only the prelude the prelude is really important i think well sure okay well yeah. so how do you feel um being on this other side of the well um, you're on the usual side of the table i'm on the usual side of the table but i'm bottoming now so instead of topping so you mean you're bottoming out <laughs> yeah yeah this is an all-time low for my <laughs> No, actually, I just, I can't remember the last time I was a player in a duet game. I don't think ever. Well, you ran some Pendragon for me way, way long ago. When? Like. You played some, didn't you play like Nine years ago. You played like a knight that completely fell apart the second you set foot in a forest. (laughs) Like you read, you read. You were like this. You were like the heir in uh, Monty, the Holy Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Oh, the... oh the, that's what you played. No, you ran the Heartblade uh, adventure for me. That was the first time you ran the Heartblade. Oh yeah, that was my specialty. Yeah, which was good. You did a good job. That was that's a really brutal. Okay, but that's not that's not why we're here. No, we're here today not to talk about Pendragon for once. <laughs> we're here to talk about um, this new. Chronicle that we're endeavoring to create. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is the prelude for that particular um, chronicle. Yeah. And, okay, so we're going to go through this where I'm going to ask you questions and we're going to set the stage for before you were embraced. Yeah. But then we're also going to... Um, we're also going to um, maybe do a couple little, just some little things to experiment with your newfound powers. Okay. Because, should I, should I get into my character a little bit? Should so I, what... Should I recap my character? <laughs> what do you mean recap it? <laughs> just go over over this character in, 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 a, in a broad stroke sense in terms of my concept and everything. Yeah, so let's, let's get into it. Let me just get my music going and... <laughs> Let me tell you about my character. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That a good volume for you? I think so. Is it too loud for you? Yeah, that's working for me. Okay. All right. So, uh, so this character is uh, Charlotte Winchester. Does she have a middle name? God damn it! You're already. I gotta get a pencil. <laughs> I don't even know if Aaron has a middle name. Ah. Of course, I had to bring up that Joker. Uh-huh. Always. All right. Uh, I'm gonna 
ask me these questions. <laughs> I'm just curious. Gotta have a pencil on hand to make notes. Mm. Oh, you should have a notebook. I should. You're right. What's wrong? What the heck, man? Oh, I gotta bust out one of my uh, yeah. one of my yeah. one of my faux fancy yeah. ones. All right. We're All back. right. So we <laughs> we're not back. We're still talking. <laughs> so with that, where's I have my notebook. Notebook in hand. Yep. Dog slightly controlled. Uh huh. No promises as no usual. No promises. Yeah. And you were gonna tell me your the full name of your um, okay. character. Yes. If if she knows it. Uh, she does. It's Marie. Oh. Charlotte Marie Winchester. Okay. And uh, what does she look like? All right. So she is just turned 13. Mm-hmm. What year is it? The year is 1918. Okay. No, 1919. Excuse me. 1919. What? Early 1919. Why? I have I have my reasons. Wait, is that does that throw things off for you? I can improv. Oh my god, really? The the difference of a year? That's kind of a big deal, but oh, well then... the whole concept of your character kind of like goes out the window. No it doesn't. Okay. So tell me what tell me what you've thought about so far. <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> How deep does this rabbit hole go? It's very deep. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's thirteen. Um, she. So she was born in. So well, she was born. If she's just turned thirteen, she was born in nineteen oh six. Okay. And. Uh, What's when's her birthday? I think I think her birthday is uh, January something. January eighth. Okay, so that's not too far out of nineteen eighteen. Is that is that so All bad? All I'm saying is. I'm curious where you're going with this, because you had an idea, and we'll we'll talk about it in just a moment. But, um, yeah, yeah, go no, on. No, that's go on. Okay, um, and so yeah, so she's um, she's very petite, mm-hmm. um, you know, hasn't really hit puberty yet, so mm-hmm. she's still very um, she's like a string bean, one of those string bean kids you know what what's her heritage what's her ancestry does she know um wasp uh-huh. <laughs> you know pretty much i mean she's she's blonde hair blue eyes very yeah kind of sandy blonde hair uh-huh. um icy blue eyes uh-huh. um little freckled yeah um, she's tall for her age um she's uh, a, a little tall bean. a little tall for her age but yeah growth spurts you know uh-huh. But like hasn't started kind it's more of more like a little bean pole, but not yeah. too tall. Right, hasn't started filling out, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. So just very lanky. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, has her hair cut um, kind of to the jawline, I guess you it's could like say. Like a little bob. Yeah, pseudo bob. Is her hair straight or wavy or straight? Straight hair. Straight and very fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, you know, as was the style at the time for for young girls to have their hair cut yeah, a little shorter, like a little bob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a little page boy haircut. Yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. And um, let's see. So she's a Capricorn. Yes. <laughs> Just checking. Uh huh. And uh, what else? What else about her and her mortal life? Um, she's very willful. She's willful? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what, what, do you, what makes her willful? Well, what makes her willful is that she is very thoughtful and introspected and 
Um, you know, sort of. Um, she she seems to know. She she has a uh, she has a belief in that she knows what she's doing. So if someone else tells her to do something that she doesn't think is the best, you know, the best way to do it, mm-hmm. she'll let him know. Mm. But to her, it's it's less about like raging against authority figures or whatever, and more about just like. Um, hey, this is just how, you know... Like, I know best. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, no, that's stupid. <laughs> or whatever, mm, you know. Okay. So... Is she mean about it? No. Okay. No. Um, how is that received by adults? I think probably, probably, um, somewhat, with some indulgence by her immediate family... Right, and then she has others in her family, like maiden aunts or whatever, who are like, "You need to rein that girl in. She's too willful." So she has a family. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was an orphan. No. No. Oh. Okay. Well. No. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Aren't you glad we're doing this? Before you went too far into your chronicle uh, plans. I've already gone way too far, oh, so... No. All right, go on. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't think... I mean, I'm just... I'm just pulling this out right now. I hadn't given this any thought. So, did I give you the impression that she was an orphan? Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe I just assumed she was. Right, right. Okay, that's fine if she isn't. It's okay. Whatever you're envisioning, let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that she had a family, or has a family. Uh, she gets along with animals, like most sensitive children. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of likes animals more than people. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. So is this all you have for her, or do, is there more? Hurry me along. No, I just want to ask you questions so we can get to the heart of the. Oh yeah. Because it sounds like you're just kind of like you're just saying I'm just pulling this out of the ether. Mm-hmm. So if we have some questions to guide you, oh, it might be better. By all means. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. No offense, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into these storyteller type questions. Mm, tell me a story, storyteller. Okay. So. So what was unique about your childhood? Was did you did you spend your how did you spend your early years? What you know you were telling me she was very willful. Mm-hmm. Um, like where did you go to school? And who were your immediate family? Okay. Um, so, um, where did she go to school? And who's her immediate family? Well, right. No, what was her early, early childhood like as a little kid? As a little kid. So, I'm, I'm picturing that she's born into, uh, you know, a fairly prosperous family. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how this is all going to intersect, but it will. It's my job. Wow. Okay. 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 So she's born into a fairly prosperous family. Um, <laughs> like all my preparation was in vain. <laughs> well, hold on. I, 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 I'm seeing a point of intersection here, actually. So let me go with it. Let me go with it. Um, so she's born in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And... Uh, Okay. And is, you know, raised in this fairly, you know, uh, comfortable household. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, only child, I think. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, father is Charles. Okay. Ergo, her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, mother is Irene. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they, they kind of dote on her. Um, mm-hmm. I think Charles is, you know, involved with some sort of business venture thing. You know, he's a, he's maybe in banking. Oh, banking? Yeah, maybe. Or shipping. Shipping? Or something to that effect. Something okay. Something kind of high level. All right. You know. All right. But Irene is sort of artistically inclined. Like, so it's like, oh, she takes after her mother and all that kind of stuff. So Charlotte, yeah. does she mm-hmm. like to draw or paint or something like that? Um, not so much in, in like, literally taking after Just her. Just like her temperament? Yeah. she's Oh, she has that, that sensitive artist temperament. Yeah. So, uh... So yeah, she uh, she kind of take they they say that she takes after her mother, you know. Right, they do right, that. right. Okay. Um, but you know, there's an extended family. Does, right? Do they live with them? No. Oh. No. They all live but in the same town. But it's just in the in in town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does she have like aunts and uncles, grandmother, grandparents still alive? I think primarily aunts. Okay. Um. So. That's all the early childhood stuff. Okay. And yeah, then, that's fine. Um, so, like, where do you think... Do you feel like you were born with your willful attitude, or do you think you developed it over time? Definitely born with it. Okay. Yeah. Was there, like, a childhood event that you remember where you really were, like, stood up for yourself, or was, like, really... Like, your your What you were describing earlier about being, like, oh, no, like, this is the way it should go. Mm-hmm. And then you were, like proven right and mm-hmm. so your parents were like oh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do you, can you recall something like that happening um i think maybe even beyond that um there was perhaps a uh train journey that my father was going to take mm-hmm. when i was about five mm-hmm. and i i cried and screamed and begged him not to go uh-huh. and it's not that he Decided not to go, but I was causing such a ruckus that it made him late, and he missed the train. Mm. And then there was a train accident oh, where whoa. several people died. You <gasps> oh, know. Oh dear. Yeah. So, so it was kind of like, oh, she uh, she must have had a premonition, you know. So was that? So is your? Do you have come from a religious family? Um, I don't think particularly religious. I think maybe, uh, maybe they were... You said they were, you were waspy, though. Definitely waspy. You know, so, go to, go to church, go to the First Baptist Church every, uh, every Sunday, you know, but, um... Was it Baptist? Well, that's the church in Providence. I don't know. Okay, don't that's know fine. I deal is with that. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know weird. if it's multi-denominational or not. Okay, that's but, fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's not Southern Baptist, that's right, for sure. Right, right, But, anyway, or I should say that's the famous church in Providence. Um, uh, but it's very perfunctory, you know, Yeah, and, you know, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, God's always watching you. Right. Say your prayers before bedtime. Also, I mean, if it's New England, you come from a, probably a pretty good, you know, there's probably a bit of a puritanical background there. Yeah, probably. Where it's just like, oh, you have to keep busy and all what the Puritans believed in, in terms of, you Mm -hmm. know, just like working hard, hard work, hard work, that word, a work ethic. You might call it a Puritan work ethic. 
Among other things. So, <laughs> but, like, are your parents austere, or are no. they young? Is your father older than your mother? Like, how does that... Is this I, his first wife? Like, I think it is his first wife, and I think he is a little bit older because he spent his 20s and early 30s establishing himself. I don't think he comes from old money. Oh. Probably... Oh. The mother's side of the family is the is the old money okay. Brahmin, right. you know, mm-hmm. side, and he married into it. Okay. So he, I don't think he was like, you know, started off as like a newsie or anything like that. But you know, like. God, I hope not. But you know, he he, he came from <laughs> he came from more modest means. Okay. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. He's had to work for things more in his life. Yeah. So he worked his way up and then married well. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she probably has kind of a spiritualist side to her okay you know like she tends to believe in spiritual mediumship and Mm -hmm. you know um past lives and Mm -hmm. root races and uh you know all that kind of stuff so there's like a lot of romanticism theosophism yeah you know it's very romantic yeah exactly she's kind of into the romantic um stuff about spiritualism okay so. so um and and he's you know, again, I think he's very indulgent because he's mm. gotten what he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's got this he's got this uh hot wife with huge cans and then he's oh. got <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous because I have a super, super hot, hot wife, wife with, with huge, huge cans. cans. Yeah. We've we've quoted that before. Yeah. No, I just uh, think well I'm that's gonna be hard for her because then the trend's coming up. That's not gonna be very um, popular. Uh... <laughs> yes, we should probably watch Downton Abbey one of these days. No. <laughs> so anyway, um... Downtown Alley. No. Um, so so he's happy. He feels satisfied at this point in his life. Yes, he's very satisfied. And so his mo- and her and her mother feel. Does she is she happy in the marriage? She's she seems happy. Uh, seems see, happy. See, here's the thing: is that Charlotte's memories of these of mm-hmm. these uh, these family scenes, yeah, are very dim because around age seven, the rug gets pulled out. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happened? What happened in 1913? I think in 19. 19- no. Age seven. <laughs> I'm already messing. You're, up no, the- you're right. You're right. Yeah. 1913. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got it. I just I just realized she's so young. So then, yeah, if it's in 1919, then she will be 13. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know. There's not happened? a lot. Of, not a lot of years to play with here. But but it's uh, good. But, but, but this is why we wanted to do yeah, this. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Nonetheless, well, I think there's definitely some kind of tragedy that strikes, and I'm picturing like, what is it? I'm picturing Charlotte ending up living with one of her mean aunts. Oh, so father's sisters or mother's sisters? Mother's sisters. So how many sisters did she have? Two. And so well, she's staying with the mean one. Is there a nice one? Or I, both I think mean? they're both. Maybe they live together. Maybe they're old maids living together. Okay. And okay. she ends up with both of them. Oh, dear. So I don't know if it's... What? Nothing. Just, there was a shadow that was suddenly... Oh, now I know why. Okay, go on. <laughs> it's fine. Now I know why. There's a demon outside. <laughs> I'm a demon. I'm a demon. And? Um... No, I'm so just. So, what I'm, tragedy took place? Well, that's what I'm kind of trying to conceptualize here. Okay. Right. Trying to pull it forth from the crystal ball. So you were born. So, okay. So let's let's give you some other comments. Okay. Or so, questions. What is your clearest childhood memory? I think the clearest childhood memory is is whatever this tragedy is. Okay. Um. <laughs> You're just trying to cover anything prior to this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, favorite foods were... <laughs> so did you go to school? Um, I think that she was going to go off to some sort of boarding school. 
But then that didn't happen because that would have been like around age eight. So then where did she go to school? Um, I think she the was... public schools? Probably... Uh, I think she was probably just being home tutored. By her aunts? No, but they probably by like a professional they tutor. Did a tutor come in? Yeah. Because they're the ones with the money. Yeah. So yeah. even though they're, they're mean... What makes... Okay, so describe the two aunts. Charlotte's idea of them is that they're mean. Okay, the so- aunts probably look at it more like this is you know we didn't have any kids uh-huh you know irene had a kid uh-huh. this is the only kid in the you know i'll have to look up some uh i, I want to look up some uh, rhode island you know names like you know famous families of oh, rhode okay. island names but I'll, I'll pick one okay you know, i'll pick one of these famous families so what are the what are the aunt's names Probably, I'll come up with that too. So two ants. Okay. Two ants, and they have a maiden name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're very interested in. They're very interested in uh, just you know making sure that the family name carries on, or the family legacy really. It's well, their legacy. Their legacy, exactly. Their legacy. So they want, they want Charlotte to grow up and you know be this. You know, social debutante, basically, and and then, you know, marry. They're probably uh, somewhat disapproving of Irene's marital choice. Why he, he she married someone with money? Yeah, but it's new money. How about how about um, Clara and? Uh, Clara, good. And Mabel. Ah, uh, there you go. You know, I'm horrible with coming up with names on the fly. <laughs> I ran to Call of Cthulhu. What's his name? Uh, Mario. Anyway, Mario. <laughs> oh man, okay. Luigi. That's my one big tell. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know it so is. Whenever you ask me somebody's name and I don't have it, you're like, well, then he's not important to this scenario. <laughs> That's obvious. Um, how about um, Danforth? Perfect for Charlotte for Irene. So Irene. Clara and Mabel, Mabel Danforth. Danforth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're the Danforths, mm-hmm. and they don't fuck around. They don't fuck around, and and they're just like <laughs> Irene. You married new money, first right. of all. Right. What the hell? Then you're way too. That's, yeah, that's a problem. You're way too indulgent of this child. You mm-hmm. need to raise her up so that she'll, you know, carry on the Danforth legacy. So was this something that they were it's bad in... enough that you had a daughter instead of a son? Right. You know. Right. right. So so what happened? What what happened? What happened indeed uh-huh. um i mean we were sort of talking about roll doll off mic uh so is it is it too roll dollish to have them, i would say dickensian but <laughs> or dickensian to have them die have the parents die it's, oh it's actually very lemony snicket or lemony snickety yeah <laughs> that too have them die under strange and mysterious circumstances or, or otherwise tragic you know they were I, uh, I think there's absolutely... they were they were run down by an escaped rhino from the zoo you know david yes we're living in a world of darkness. Oh, shit. So anything can happen. Well, the other thing... How, how gothic do you want to make it? The other thing I was thinking about would be, since um, I, I chose Providence because uh, the ghost of H.P. Lovecraft told me to, and what happened to him... Dude, and the, I thought you stopped talking to that guy. Oh, uh, no. You know, we're, we're, we're tight bros from way back. Yeah. Um, but You're tight? <laughs> we're tight bros from way back. Uh, but... Um, what happened to him and the reason why I, I brought up the ants as well is that basically he came from this old money family 
in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. but they were like actually on on you know kind of the really the downwards you right. know, slope of it and right. didn't really have any money. And then the dad, if I'm remembering correctly, the dad basically ran off. I think at a wow. certain point, and then his mom. Uh, pretty much went nuts which is where his obsession with madness madness yeah and also like also like the blood the blood of your old family coming back to uh to haunt you you know yeah he was all he was terrified that he would go crazy and Mm -hmm. you know so anyway so he went off to live with one or two aunts okay you know except they were very nice they Mm -hmm. they weren't you know Mm -hmm. they were very nice to him so but it was still very, you know, super traumatic. Yeah. And then he, he spent the rest of his, well, basically the rest of his life in poverty. But yeah. certainly the rest of his childhood was spent Difficult. in straightened means because yeah. the ants weren't wealthy or anything. So. Okay. Anyway, so so, so then I'm wondering, it's like, well, did something happen to the dad? Like, was it a, was it two separate tragedies maybe? Like, the, something happens to the dad and then the mom goes nuts? Or do they both just die, you know... I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. I'm always into the whole, they both died at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of, talk, that's speaking to me, too. Um, and they could have been visiting the, a zoo and having a rhino <laughs> run over them, as you mentioned, but... Well, that's... Yeah. It's James and the Giant Peach, but... Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, anyway. But yeah, if they both died somehow... Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean... But why didn't Charlotte you know, perceive that or like sense that was going to happen. Or do you think she did? I think she did. She knew they were both going to die. I think so. I think she was probably away from home at the, at the time it happened. Where was she? It happened at home. Did, was it a fire? I'm thinking it was either a fire or like a boiler explosion. Maybe they were something in the home. They were seared to death by super hot steam. Okay. You know, just a really nasty way to go. You know, it's horrible. And I think she was probably off getting like horse riding lessons or something, you know, and then just fell off the horse, you know, was like kind of stricken and had this, had this, like fainted, had this spell. Yeah. Like almost epileptic uh, seizure, you know, and and just fell off the horse when they died when in the moment they died. And then the story ended up in the Time Life Mysteries of the Universe book. Mysteries of the Unknown. Coincidence? (laughs) (laughs) Or was there something else going on? (laughs) So. um, At the exact same moment across town. (laughs) This isn't Rescue 911. Uh, (laughs) Or Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that's more appropriate. So Edie is laying here with both paws crossed in front of her. Ooh. Very dainty. Very dainty. And she's just staring at us and she looks exhausted. Mm-hmm. So so then Charlotte so goes off to live parents, with... The, yes. Okay. So the parents die in a, in a terrible boiler explosion. Okay. Um, Charlotte goes off to live with her her quote-unquote mean answer it's not you know speaking well, no, of james is... and the giant peach it's not like sponge and spiker okay you know they're yeah. not they're not like cartoonishly evil mm-hmm. they're just they're there's just a totally like suddenly she's not being indulged or doted upon mm. does she get angry she's very angry yeah has she tried to run away i think she spends a lot as much time away from the house as she possibly can she takes a lot of walks Is a little girl yeah like an eight-year-old or uh-huh. nine years old yeah yeah wow I think so. Well, I mean, she goes to parks and stuff. You know, uh-huh. she—it's not like she goes walking down at the docks or anything. But it's you know, very but cold. I mean, it can be. It can. The winters are very intense there. Yeah, they are. Okay. So when so winter is probably her least favorite time of year. Yeah, because she's stuck inside. Because she gets scooped up inside. Yeah. So yeah, no, she goes out. She goes out as much as she can. Yeah. And just so she does. She love being outside. 
I think so, yeah. She likes nature. She likes nature. You said animals. And animals, yeah. So she goes, I'm assuming Providence had a zoo at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to say in the world of darkness that did. They and yeah. uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a dark zoo, but it's a zoo nonetheless. All right. And, uh, no, but she goes to the zoo a lot and, um, you know, watches the animals. And... What's your favorite exhibit? I think probably the... Um, I'm sensing, uh, I'm getting something, I'm getting something. <laughs> no, uh, probably... Just let it come through you. Yeah, no, probably something cat-related. Like a tiger? Tiger, leopards, or something to that effect, yeah. <clears throat> be specific. You have to be All specific. Right. we're as going as with possible. tigers. We're going okay. with tigers. That's the thing. I mean, it's funny, because based on my... Based on my performing background, uh-huh. these are the questions you need to know about your character. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know where they're coming from. And I think I just like that way too much. I mean, that, like I mentioned before, like that's that was the easy part for me. Mm. But it's actually conveying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> performing can be a little more challenging. But And then and then the, the reason I'm saying it the way I do is because that's my writing process. Because mm-hmm. I start off circling around something mm-hmm. and then and then as i go through different drafts and different revisions i'll, I'll tighten it up mm. but then it's like this isn't i'm not writing something no. so you're no. right yeah. yeah you gotta be more specific yeah it's like oh it's probably something like this and then later on i'll like stumble across some connections and i'll be like, aha yeah that's perfect okay <laughs> that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be that you know okay. but don't really have that luxury all right so hmm. let's go into so so is there anything else about her because we wanted, you said it was 1919. Is there anything else we need to know about her history, like in terms of, um, like, has she had any supernatural experiences mm. besides her kind of possible psychic, intuitive experiences? Has she like encountered something supernatural in the past, or a ghost, or? Um, I don't. I think so. I think I think the main the main supernatural quote unquote encounter is is with these these sort of flashes of premonition that she gets. Okay, premonitions. Yeah, she's she's very observant and so it's like she has a sixth sense, you right. know. So in that sense then yeah, she's probably had a lot of like little micro encounters. Yeah. You know, seeing things out of the corners of her eyes, like shadows, shadows or at night, like weird. She, yeah, I, I'm I'm picturing like the cops like bringing her back to her aunt's house because she's out like after, like after sundown, after curfew, yeah, and she's like. You know, she's little and she's walking. She knows, but it sounds like she knows, like, she's like almost like a little adult. And so mm. she's just walking around very, like, deliberately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the cops are like, oh, there's Charlotte again. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. rein her back and take her to back to her aunt's house. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be out this late. She gets a scolding yeah. from the cops and uh-huh. then gets and then sent to her room without supper. Something like that. Uh-huh. So she, that's what I'm picturing. Like, she's out too late. Yeah. So she may have seen or heard things at night. Definitely. Like what? Yeah. Um, seen or heard Whatever is your night. first like instinctual thing that you think of, just go with it. It mm. doesn't matter what it is. Don't judge it. And you can always go back and we can edit it later, but it's whatever your little... Whatever your little inner voice is telling you about her. I'm just I'm picturing like the next thing of the recording is like a really obvious edit point. <laughs> I just mean like edit it through our story play, okay. like through our storytelling. It's like, all right, let's try that again. That was <laughs> that was. I know I told you ooh. the first thing that came into your mind, but, but wow. Oh, I did not expect cool. that. 
Let gotta, us never speak of that I again. I wish I had some brain bleach We're, right now. Move on as quickly as possible. <laughs> I need a pen see. You just stick that wand to my head and pull those thoughts right out. All right. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's the thing. Nothing comes to mind. Um, no. I'm just, I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean. Has she ever seen a vampire? Mm-hmm. Das Vampir. Das Vampir. Has she seen a ghost? Has she seen a genie? What? Just curious. <laughs> I remember when Aaron was like, don't tell me there's genies. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So... yeah, it's the little known white wolf game. Genie, the wish granting. Um... <laughs> genie, the summoning. Genie, the Wait, summoning. Wait, is there already there a summoning? Go. Is there already a summoning, like, subtitle? Col- colon the summoning? No, I don't think well, so. Well, genie, the summoning, though. There we go. I'll write up my proposal right now. Oh, do it. I want to play a genie. <laughs> Dude, that would be fun. Yeah, and then you, yeah, because then you could you could have it be all, like, uh, Total World of Darkness style, where it's like, oh, woe is me. I'm trapped in this <laughs> magic lamp for eternity. And you then, know. Ah! Yeah. And then I get ejected yeah. out of it, like, what yeah. the hell? Oh, now I must serve you, my master. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> genie the summoning yeah so self-hating what, genie has she seen things in the mirror has she seen <sighs> has she seen a nosferatu uh, lingering ooh, around ooh. what has she seen i don't i don't think so have, does, when she goes by like weird antique shops does she get freaked out by <laughs> stuff like me <laughs> <laughs> you get freaked out by stuff in the Dude, in there's the so much there's so much energy and stuff in an antique oh. store so going into them is intense for me but i like it Oh, well, maybe she wanders old uh, old junk shops and stuff, okay. curio shops. Yeah. Looking at things. Oh, yeah. I think, like, she likes to handle old objects. Oh. Because she, she gets these kind of, like... Hits. Hits from them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she can feel... The energy from it. She can feel the energy, like, this is this is bad, this is this is better, this is good, this is oh. sad. Okay. You know? So there's, like, store but it, but it's, that it's, know her. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. so uh, it's so vague, you know? Mm-hmm. She wouldn't put it in it's those words. It's hard for her to put it into words. Exactly. It's like, it's like touching that 9-volt battery at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> like, I feel like it'd be, like, that kind of feel of, like, a yeah. little jolt. Like, uh-huh. Ooh. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. And, some, not, and sometimes it wouldn't be that. Some, most of the time, no. But sometimes, yeah. And so, yeah, that's a, yet, yet another thing her answer always scolding her for is, like, handling, in, handling things. Like, her stop, hands are probably filthy Stop at the end picking of the day. that up. Yeah, exactly. Stop Does she believe in Santa Claus? No. Oh, when did that stop? Um, I think that that's probably a relic of her... You know, there's these little places where the the New England uh, sensibility comes through. Okay. And actually, I just I do want to back it up here for uh, historical purposes. Uh, Rhode Island, not puritanical, just FYI. But, I was just thinking. I said New England. I but, didn't say. I didn't say Rhode Island. Well, but see, Rhode Island was very different. So describe yeah. that. Well, um, yeah, they don't get enough recognition, actually. Uh, basically, and I, I and I don't myself. I don't have the the fullest. Um, you know, were they more Catholic? Canvassing? No, no, no. But God, no, no. But uh, no, they were um, they were extremely. They were the last colony to ratify the Constitution, and they only did so when it was guaranteed to them that there would be a Bill of Rights. Mm. Uh, Rhode Island was very kind of. It was it was like Charlotte's personality, very stubborn, mm-hmm. very. Uh, it, it basically was started as a breakaway colony, I think, from Massachusetts. Yeah, I think. that would make sense. Yeah, uh, where um, you know, uh, um, oh god, now I'm drawing a blank on what? the guy. Well, the guy who who founded the colony. Uh, who Rhode founded Island. Providence? It was just Rhode Island. Well, yeah, Pro- Providence Plantation. 
is what it was called. But um, Roger something. Was it really? Um... Roger. Roger Williams. Roger Williams. Thank you. Stuck he was that. banished from Massachusetts <laughs> Colony for his religious views there we go. because he believed in marrying his cousin. <laughs> so I'm kidding. I'm Shelbyville, kidding. Manhattan. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but obviously they had a very... We're here to marry dude, our cousin. And people... Right? But the thing is, is that Massachusetts also has an intense individualistic streak. Yeah, so he so was... So this is even more individualistic. He was too individualistic than, for, 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 Massachusetts. for Massachusetts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's such an intense. I mean, I don't know. It's just because I'm. Cal- I mean, my California is showing, so it's very. I'm just like, what's what's going on? Like, why can't you what? guys just chill? Hey, just be chill. Chill and have some avocado with a little bit of salt and olive oil on it. So good. <laughs> so it's so tasty. How dare you? A little squeeze of lemon. On a little top. squeeze of lemon. Then we'll do some yeah, BMX we, tricks out we, on the on the back <laughs> ramp. We do. We have lemons growing off of trees out here. Like, man. <laughs> Everything's so chill. All right. Anyway, so he was very individualistic. Like Take a bite of that lemon, boy. <laughs> That's freedom. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, so he's very individualistic. And so she's she's right in there with him. But anyway. Okay. All right. But. Um, yeah, for his religious views. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, they are New Englanders, too. So they're very practical. And and so I, I, I don't. Yeah, I would say practical. I don't see the, the Santa. I know the Santa Claus thing was very big around that time. You well, know. I mean, we just, I just curious if she was like, well, that's nice in theory, but it's really not realistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is she like a realist? I think she is a realist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a real, she's a realist, which is, which is uh, kind of a, you know, interesting when you consider that she also has these sort of psychic, um, tendencies, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, she's not a materialist. Let's just say that. Okay. But she's a realist. All right. Um, so do you have any allergies or weird illnesses or things that you've had as a child? Are you right or left-handed? Oh God. Uh, we'll go with right. Oh, okay. I think we'll go with right. And, um, um, she's actually very, um, uh, very sturdy individual. She has excellent health. Very robust. Very robust. Okay. Very robust. She she hardly ever gets sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and when she does, she recovers pretty quickly. What does your voice sound like? Um, I'm thinking just mid range for a child of that age and and mm-hmm. gender. You not know. too high. Not, not too, too high. Low. Not too low. Not too freaky. Mm-hmm. Not you know. La 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 la. Well, you're no. gonna have a high pitched voice yeah, to an yeah. extent. Exactly. But, but. so. Do you carry stuff around in your pockets? Like, if you have a coat, like, what's what would you find in your coat pockets? I'm picturing, um, a yeah, dead the, bird. <laughs> yeah, give me a D one. of darkness. Give me a D one hundred table of what? What have I got in my pockets? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I am picturing um, kind of like a, um, you know, a long pea coat kind of mm-hmm. coat most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, except in the summer when it is hot and humid and miserable. Yeah. And um, and in in said pockets, I think there would definitely be a small, um, small little um, uh, commonplace book. You okay. know, like leather bound little pencil notebook with a with a little nubby what pencil. What do you write in there? Um, 
just like observations. I think as she gets older, maybe a little bit of uh, poetry, even though it's not very good. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, just notes to self, mm-hmm. things that she sees that she's curious about, okay. you know. So what is, so let's let's go for, unless there's anything else in her childhood that you think is important, that'll, that can come up. But yeah. in terms of her early adolescence, like at 10 and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is she menstruating yet? Mm-mm. Okay. Has she had a kiss? Has she had a first kiss or any of the things no. like that? No. Nope. Is she interested in boys or girls or both or what? Um, does, she, does her mind think like that? Because after age ten, things start to kind of yeah, gel no, there. Totally, totally. I think uh, I think she is interested in boys. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, nobody does really. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So she's just. Because she had crushes, like, on boys, or just kind of, like, in- interested in. Interested in. Like, intrigued by. Intrigued by, yeah. Okay. Willing to... Does she have any cousins? She doesn't have any cousins? No. Not even on her dad's side? No, I think her dad was like an a only child as well. he's, like, a self-made kind of... Yeah. Well, or, right. ma- or maybe he had some relatives. Just, like, stay away from Somewhere them. else. Yeah, okay. somewhere else in the country. Okay. You know, he might not have been a, a native of Rhode Island, you know? That's true, too. Yeah. Okay. He just ended up in Providence because of Cause like, blah. Because, like, Winchester you know. was making me think, like, he made up his name. <laughs> like, that's not his real name. Well, it, that could be. I don't be. know, though. But. That could be. But it could also be maybe, you know, maybe his family's from California. You know what? <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, I, think there was, I think there are some Winchesters in California. I'm not entirely oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Just a couple. Just a couple. They were very peculiar. Oh, my God. All right. So, um... Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, she... Okay, so... She was... She was... She's, you know, was going to be, prior to her vampirization, Mm -hmm. she was going to be a late bloomer, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, just mostly due to, you know, nutritional standards of the day. Yeah. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It may be a little bit of genetics, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Her mom was, like, slim... You mm-hmm. said she had huge cans. No, I was just kidding I about know. that. <laughs> but she was probably thin and like... Oh, uh, yeah. Also petite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's... Okay, so let's... Do you want to move a little bit further to like 13 or 12 sure. to 12 to 13? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the most important event that's happened to you in your life at this point? Your parents' death. The parents' death, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Has anything else happened since then? Right. Since then... Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I, I said she was going to go to a boarding school. I think probably after the parents' death, she's sent to like more like a day school. Not necessarily a public school, though. It's like a like private like school. A private school, private academy. Where she goes and she yeah, can... Yeah, she can walk there Walk and, there and back. walk back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like her aunts, you know, like, you know... What her, grade does it go to? I think it goes... Through high school? Like up to 12th grade? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like a, a, a you know, middle school, like a 11 through 18 kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Right? So, okay. so she continued with her private tutoring up until age 11, and then she went to this this day school mm-hmm. uh, for girls, like a girls, all-girls academy. It's an all-girls school? I think so, yeah. Okay. I can't see her aunt sending her to a co-ed okay. institution, you no, know. No, no, no. Oh, too scary. I, I don't know if they're, I mean, I guess maybe in public schools, yeah. Yeah. There was co-ed. Sure, sure. So this is like a private school. But this is a private academy. Okay. Might even be a, a, a you know, Catholic Is she academy. good at school? 
Like, is she good, or does she just daydream a lot, or? Um, she is good. She, did, um, she pulls good grades. She pulls decent grades. She's better. She's better at subjects that allow her a little bit of uh, free thinking. Oh. You know, she's not so good with the rote memorization of things. Okay. okay. You know, um, but uh, but no, she's she's actually very bookish. Uh, she reads a lot, but she she's one of those you know autodidacts who just reads whatever she wants to read. So wherever wherever her studies happen to coincide with something that she's interested in, mm-hmm. she gets good grades. But mm-hmm. if it's something she's not interested in, mm-hmm. then yeah. not so much. So when she's like so in so in her thirteenth year, mm-hmm. what is what's what's interesting her right now in terms of reading and, and subjects and I think um literature, like classic eighteenth mm-hmm. century uh, literature. Let's okay. see here. She. That's from the 1700s. Yeah. Okay. Yes, she has French. She knows French. Oh, does she read? Is she fluent in French? Yes. And she reads it. Yes. Wow. So she's reading. Cool. Uh, Voltaire. Okay. And. Uh, okay. And 17th century too. Then mm-hmm. 17th and 18th century French literature. Mm-hmm. So, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to her at this point in her life? Mm, most embarrassing thing. It's got to be something school related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm thinking because she had uh, private tutors all the way up through age 11, mm. her first year in particular oh, man. in school was really rough. That sounds tough. Yeah. So she had a lot of like embarrassing situations happen to her. Yeah. Um, probably the most embarrassing though was something relating to like talking about something in a way that she didn't realize she should be embarrassed about you know what i mean oh. like like are her are her aunts up front to her about like her body or sex or anything like well, that or no i can't okay. imagine that okay uh, <laughs> or what did she say something like um like just really matter of fact or? yeah like it's it's like some like she gets called on in class, uh-huh. and then she gives this answer, and it's just like something you just shouldn't say out loud and in, in front of peers. You know, like she doesn't have the, she didn't have a sense of like um, peer pressure, okay, and and peer group, okay, uh, dynamics, uh, dynamics. Okay, all right. <sighs> so, does she have any friends in school? I think by this point, she has a couple mm-hmm. kind of school chums. Yeah. No one really tight, you know. Does she have any pets? Yes. She has a lot of pets. Oh, okay. I think. She, like she, what? She has a little menagerie? She definitely has a menagerie, you know. She, she has a she has all. a garter snake named Emily Spinach, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she takes care of them all. She has a, a little black cat. Named Blackjack? Named Blackjack. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, she has a, she has a lot of, like... You know, guinea pigs and um, and like yeah, snake. And, you rabbits. know, like rabbits. Yeah, rats. Yeah. She has rodents. I think she has rodents for sure. Yeah, A lizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she likes she likes uh, unconventional pets. Okay. You know, so even though she does have a cat, uh-huh. and she likes the cat well enough, um, she also likes all these other animals too. And and the the you know, the other animals like cause her ants total fits. I bet. Yeah. They show up in places where they shouldn't. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Okay. So that's that's a good embarrassing uh, okay. thing All is right. that she she brings a snake to school for like a, a oh, show school, and tell show and tell kind of project. Uh-huh. I mean, it'd be a little more uh, you know. Advanced. She read a report on the snake exactly, and then she brings she brings a snake in, and it's in it. It was like it was like bring something from your home yeah. that you can describe like what its daily purpose is or use, and or or yeah. it was just like a, a project for like a science class mm-hmm. where she was just she just okay. you know pick an animal you want to write about. And then she brings and then, it. And then she brings the snake as, like, she picks snakes, uh-huh. which, A, first of all, in an all-girls school, yeah. you know, in uh, 1917, uh, uh, yeah. is going to be kind of controversial. Or 18. Uh, if she's 11. Oh, 11. Because this is, like, her first oh, 11. year. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, 1917. You know, uh, uh, basically, you know, that, that in and of itself is going to be a little controversial. Mm-hmm. And then when she has to do her presentation on it, she's actually brought the snake in and it's a little garden snake. It's a little uh, glass, you know, enclosure or whatever, yeah, whatever, bell, whatever bell they kept snakes in back then. Yeah. And, uh, and she's got it under, under a, a you know, a cloth, mm-hmm. right? More for the snake than, mm-hmm. than for dramatic purposes. Yeah. But when she whips the cloth off, it causes this riot basically where all the girls start screaming and screeching you know and then she just doesn't understand why mm-hmm. they're freaking okay. out you know is and the snake okay the snake's all right all right yeah the snake doesn't get trampled i was worried about that it would be even more traumatizing <laughs> yeah this is more embarrassing so okay. I, I think yeah. it's all right okay. all right yeah so so what did she learn from that she learned that uh she needs to kind of hide parts of her personality from mm. her peer group okay. you know she can't just be herself her authentic self does know. she have any like mentors or anyone that she any adults she can trust um maybe uh maybe like one of the people who run like her the the guy who runs her favorite junk shop mm. you know okay. um like you say or you know maybe down at the library you know she probably spends a lot of time at the library mm-hmm. and uh and she um you know knows that person okay um yeah let's go with that librarian okay a librarian at the at the providence mm-hmm. um library okay uh or the um can you look up the athenaeum mm-hmm. see what that is exactly I'm not, i can't remember if that's a library or a um and if it is whether it's public or private but there's um there's an interesting little uh, story there, if I'm remembering correctly, because basically uh, Edgar Allan Poe spent some time in Providence as well. There was a woman he was courting. Okay, um, yeah. So 1836, independent member supported library. Yeah. Um, there was a fire. <laughs> Oops. Um, that can sometimes happen. Yeah, no, nothing. I mean, it's really basic here. Yeah, but it's it seems like the kind of place she could definitely, go to. Okay. Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> so she hangs out at the Athenaeum a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and the librarian. Her, her aunts have a subscription there. There we go. So obviously, she can, yeah. So totally. she can go in and kind of, mm-hmm. and she's gone with them before, and yeah. Okay. So she knows the she knows one of the librarians there, maybe the head librarian, mm-hmm. who's a uh, <clears throat> kind of a kindlier, you know version of her aunts mm-hmm. you know about the same age mm-hmm. you know and um but also like much more sort of like encouraging of you know 
children who are, you know, expressing this kind of like mm -hmm. interest in the world and mm -hmm. this this desire to actually learn about the world on their own. And okay. Stuff. So, right. uh, but you know, the librarian, <clears throat> excuse me, librarian shows her uh, a book in their collection that's a volume of poetry by Edgar Allan Poe mm. that Poe personally annotated uh, oh wow uh to impress a woman yeah. that he was courting uh -huh. he took her he took her into the athenaeum and showed her his book and then said oh wait they shouldn't have printed this stanza like this and he crossed it out and wrote in a, a <laughs> new she's one like, oh. yeah uh. impressive. <laughs> so anyways <laughs> and yeah. that's when she broke up with him <laughs> Because basically on December 23rd, 1848, Sarah Helen Whitman broke off her relationship with Edgar Allan Poe in the building. Oh, so he was just being a jackass, and she's like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Uh, I'll see you later. I got, I got somewhere I need to be. I got some, I got some Whitman samplers to make. <laughs> I gonna say, I've got some, some Whit I, I've got some Whitman samplers to return. Oh no. Oh, okay. God. So Whitman samplers, how dare you? <laughs> so it's hard not to make puns when you run games, isn't it? So does she have any um, biases or prejudices? Like, how is she in that <laughs> she arena? She is prejudiced against all races. Yeah, I'm uh, curious. <laughs> how how open is she to seeing? I mean, because Providence isn't the most diverse <clears throat> um, town. Well, it it um, like most East Coast American cities begins to experience a marked uptick. Mm -hmm. In immigration from Eastern and Southern Europe, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think in Providence it's the Portuguese mm -hmm. primarily who are coming mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. due to the naval mm -hmm. connection, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but uh, I think I think she hears her her aunts railing against these these immigrants. Mm. This, you know the the Italians and the Portuguese yeah. who are coming in. And what does she take? What does she? I take think from that? she is. A little bit on the fence I think I mean on the one hand just realistically mm -hmm. yeah you know she would not be you know she would not have mo you know quote-unquote modern no 21st century attitudes about race and right. inclusivity and no. diversity and right, all that kind right, of stuff right. on the other hand that's mostly just due to lack of exposure exactly and she's still young enough that the kind of xenophobic attitudes haven't really ossified yet okay so she finds these immigrant communities to be interesting mm -hmm. but in a very guarded way okay so like she's she's uh maybe like one time she she kind of like um covertly watched a saint's day procession mm. you know from yeah. some of these mm -hmm. catholics yeah, or, the, like, their... or like there's like a market downtown. And then, yeah, sometimes she goes down to the market. And she sees people, yeah. and or, or, hears, or down, yeah. hears different languages. Hears different languages, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But she's never, you know, she doesn't go. She's not like a xenophile, you know. She doesn't mm -hmm. go yeah, and like yeah, talk seek to it them. Out, but yeah, but she kind of like watches them, and mm -hmm. you know, is still trying to kind of make up her mind about mm -hmm. about these people. Mm -hmm. um, she's known a couple black people, mm -hmm. you know, very tangentially, mm -hmm. you know. But didn't have like a didn't have a, a uh, you know a, a maid or maid a or, or a nanny yeah exactly okay or anything like that uh, all right so yeah she's pretty white bread you know does she have any weird quirks or ticks or any weird like habits that she'll do like you know like yeah like any weird little things that you might do. I think uh, I think just handling things, as we as we said things. earlier, she's okay. she's very handsy. All right. So she picks she she's just starts picking things. Always up. touching things. Mm -hmm. Always, you know, like 
if she's walking right if she's walking along she'll run her hand along mm-hmm. along the wainscoting or mm-hmm. along a table mm-hmm. and then yeah she'll she'll pick things up she'll want to just get you know she's a nightmare at a museum you know yeah, I bet. <laughs> or yeah. a gallery yeah. you know Let's... wants to actually touch the painting yeah feel the paint on the canvas yeah, you know yeah so yeah what's she's her favorite color favorite color is purple okay what's her favorite thing to eat favorite thing to eat i think is um what's it called hmm. you promised you'd make it for me uh what what is it's it the um what? it's the it's the the rack of lamb with the with oh, the bone. crown roast crown roast that's it wow yeah I promised I'd make it for you. You did. No, I said that I could help you make it. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, I thought you said you were going to make it for my birthday one year. Maybe, but oh, okay. not this year. Not this year. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, not this uh, year. Uh, um, uh, yeah, okay. crown roast. So how does she deal with stress? Um, I think she deals with stress by shutting down. Mm, withdrawing? She goes She goes interior, and then she goes for a walk. Okay. Yeah. So she tries to she tries to detach as much as possible, both physically and. So she's introverted. Yeah. Is she very organized or messy? I think she's organized. Mm-hmm. That notebook would indicate to me that she's organized. Okay. Does she like herself? Um. Yes. Uh huh. Although I think once puberty had hit, uh huh. You know, she probably would have gone the self-loathing uh oh. you know path so she would have gotten very emo okay. <laughs> so name three things you can she can you consider yes. yourself very good at or and then three things you consider you're very bad at oh lord okay did i put you through all these paces with your prelude i just feel like i would have answers to all these questions ah you're good you're good see that's the thing is i'm very rusty as a player that's so why i'm trying to get you, you gotta, to think about her like to make her into a real person. That's fine. All right. Three things really good at. Three things really bad at. Okay. Um, she's uh, she has excellent penmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. It's just these, these are the things that come out, and you're like, where did that come from? I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. And it's this character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. She's very well spoken. If. Uh, in under the right circumstances, okay. I guess you could say. So if she feels comfortable, mm-hmm. like most introverts, if she, once she feels comfortable, she can she can speak for quite a bit actually and speak well. Okay. So she's uh, she's well organized both externally and internally. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And one uh, more thing. Let's see here. Well organized. Or spoken. And spoken. Okay and. See, I'm just looking at my merits and flaws here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, she's calm in the face of, of danger. Okay. Okay, she's not given to hysterics or that. I mean, you know, the the whole snake incident. She couldn't understand. Yeah. Why people were freaking yeah. out? You know, and then and really doesn't have a lot of patience for uh, people who uh, are, you know, overreacting. Okay. So that's the first emotion. bad thing. Okay. She can be impatient. Impatient? With other people. Okay. She can't handle emotions very well. Well, she can handle emotions if she feels like, again, you know, if, she feels, if she feels like it makes sense for these emotions mm-hmm. to be expressed, mm-hmm. then fine. But um, if she feels like, like, you know, she feels like 
girls her age put on this act. Oh. You know, mm. of being like all squealy and, mm-hmm. and you know, soft and whatever, you know. Okay. So, on the other hand, she has a real soft spot mm-hmm. in her heart mm-hmm. for, you know, the suffering of others. Yeah. So, that's kind of something that can be manipulated. Mm. So, what, how would you describe that? Soft-hearted. Soft-hearted. Okay. Yeah. And then what's one other thing she's bad at? Um... And and I just say soft-hearted being she's bad at it in, in the sense that she doesn't know how to guard it. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't know how to guard, you know, doesn't guard her soft heart very well. Okay. Um, third thing she's bad at is, I'm just checking something here. Uh, third thing she's bad at is, um, is that... I'm kind of thinking like ever since the accident or the thing with her parents where she was taking a horse riding lesson, she just has -hmm. never been able to Mm -hmm. ride horses. Oh, she's a phobia of horses? Slightly, yeah. 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 Okay. Horse phobia. Um, That's okay, Edie. She's got the horse fear. Go (laughs) night-night. All right. Would she have a bad dream? I guess so. It's okay. (laughs) Go back to sleep. She's like, no. No. All right. I shall okay. not. So we're, we're rounding up. We're, we're rounding. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to round up soon because we got to. Oh, yeah, move like, it on to the, uh, well, the embrace. No, just to like the interactions with your sire. Yes. That's unique, I think. Yes, it is. So where does she see herself in five years? <clears throat> so graduating from school. Graduating from go, school. Is she going to go to college? I think she wants to go to um, Vassar. <laughs> Why to study what? What does she want to be? Um, I think she's she's thinking of maybe a career in in veterinary medicine. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's so she's, she's been um, yeah. So she's actually been going around um, hospitals lately. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's maybe like her latest weird turn that's making her aunts freak out mm-hmm. is that she's. She's going around hanging out at hospitals and like watching people coming and going, watching people out in the in the courtyard as they're walking around and rehabilitating. trying re- rehabilitating, mm-hmm. healing, walking the halls, mm-hmm. peeping into rooms, you know. Okay. Um, and again, like handling things. So like handling any kind of medical instrument she oh can get her God. hands on, you know. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So last two questions. Uh-huh. Um, I think. So, what three words describe, like, if she was to three, use three words to describe her personality, what would it be? Hmm. Reserved. Mm-hmm. Watchful. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. Is this how she would describe herself? Was it three words she would use to mm-hmm. describe herself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just three words to describe her? No, three words that she would use to describe herself. All right. Reserved, watchful, and uh, caring. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what are three words that others would use to describe her? You? <laughs> uh, unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, withdrawn. Mm-hmm. And cold. Okay. 
Is that a bird outside? Yeah, it's a bird outside. Oh. Okay. All right. Does she believe in the existence of true love or romance or like like yes. soulmates? Yes. And stuff like that? She does? Yes. Okay. Got that from her mother. Okay. She has she has a romantic streak for sure. Okay. What's the most evil thing she's ever done? Um Hmm. Like capital E evil. <laughs> Impolite and evil. No. Something. Yes, some... she summoned up manservant Hecuba. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the most evil thing she's ever done. Uh-huh. I think after her parents died. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she threw something away that was a family heirloom. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, when she was little? Out of anger. When she yeah. was little or mm-hmm. yeah. when she was like five or six? No, her parents died when she was seven. Oh, no. Okay, so this, her aunts. I'm sorry. Hmm? Her aunts got mad at her? What? It... Wait, repeat. Sorry, I think I zoned out for two seconds. <laughs> okay. Because I was reading something. When her parents died. Yes. After her parents died. She, she threw out a family heirloom out of anger. Okay. Does and she... I'm thinking it was her mother's wedding ring. Oh. Yeah. I think she threw it into the into the sea. Oh. This was after their funeral and everything. Yeah. And, jewelry was... and so and so her aunts gave her that oh. ring, but she could feel it. She could feel the pain of because her mother was wearing it when she was yeah. scalded to death. So and she just, could feel the pain in this ring. So some so people would perceive that as evil, but she was doing it out of a sense of self-preservation. Basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your willingness to talk about all my, of my that. brain is sweating. Is it? I put a is put it? a headband around my brain. <laughs> Good. All right. A little sweat drops um, coming off of it. So wait, okay, so this is a good question. Mm-hmm. So so after this tragedy, you being this teen, you're preteen to teen and mm-hmm. you're like with your aunts and so and your parents passed away and you have all of your hobbies and things. So what keeps you going day to day? Um the animals. Mhm. Definitely. Mhm. And uh my reading. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, do you have an idea of who your sire is? Because I, I, I have a very strong. Yeah, go with it. Image of who Please. this person is. No, it's. I'm sure and how yours this happens. Is, I'm sure yours is way more than mine. Oh my god! So go for it. <laughs> okay. So, so it's. I'll say it's, um, yeah, so the fact that you're hanging around in hospitals, like, in 1918 is really dangerous. Yes, it is. Um, and so when do you, in terms of your, the time period that we're starting, like, Mm -hmm. so we're starting in 1919, you said? January, yeah. January of 1919. So what did you have in mind in picking that, and where do you want to go from there? I just wanted it to be towards the end of the first great you know sort of pandemic um uh outburst of influenza 
Mm-hmm. And that was about it. That's the only reason I thought that. Okay. Yeah. And so did you have any ideas of like, um, I guess I'm trying to say is like, did you have any ideas of like your embrace and what that would be like? Cause I have plenty. I have... Please, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I gave you some general ideas okay. and you have right. obviously put some excellent thought into it. So, well, we don't know if it's excellent, but I put a lot of thought into well, it. Well, your, your eyes are sparkling right now. So <laughs> I'm interested to see what you came up with. Okay. Um... <laughs> Insert a, another obvious edit point. Yeah. So what I was thinking about was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what you told me, I mean, what I was thinking was, okay, so we have your, I know that I'm trying to think of like, you know, the chronicle we did with Aaron, like how much did we know about Karen? Like a lot of the stuff about, about Karen unfolded through Aaron's discovery of her and yeah. we were, that's kind of the, the, the viewpoint we took. Yeah. But I feel like for this chronicle. Yeah. It could be a little different. Well, the reason why Karen was such a central figure from the prelude on is because you took the infamous sire flaw. Mm-hmm. So we had to have a well-defined and um, very in-your-face mm-hmm. kind of sire interaction there. You know, plus you were doing the the raw neonate mm-hmm. thing, and obviously this is you know we're talking about 1919 here, right? And so we all know that this chronicle is going to be set uh, almost 50 years later. Right. So we don't need to go quite over so many details, but it's however you want to play it. Well, yeah. So I was thinking that I was thinking a good way to do this would be to see where the lines intersect. Because the reason why Mm -hmm. I know in some for some, I think every sire is very important, Mm -hmm. I think. In terms of whether they're famous or not, that's mm, one thing. Or infamous. Infamous or yes. not. But I mean, like, if they're known. Yeah. But I think to have a sire, I think your sire is just as important as, like, understanding who that sire is is just as important as your character in the very beginning. Yeah. And who knows throughout a whole chronicle, obviously. Some, you know, I mean, obviously a sire is an important character. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I put a lot of thought into this character. <laughs> okay. Because... Yeah, I always thought about the stories where the sires, like, embrace the child and then, like, just be like, bye. Bye. It's, it's, that's, always, like, that's always the player who's like, I, don't, I can't be bothered. I don't, I don't care. care. Yeah. I, I would love to know a chronicle with that. I guess, I, guess, I mean, <laughs> you know, when we have our experiences with all these games, we have all these different experiences. And Karen mm-hmm. was such a big yeah. deal that yeah. now I'm like, oh, I got to create a really good sire for right. your character. Right. And in this case, I really feel like I do because, I mean, every sire, I think there's sure. an element of mentorship. And, and, the, and this one for especially. this particular yeah. Yeah. chronicle, which what we're doing. So I think where we can start is by you talking about your character concept more like the nuts and bolts, okay. like the quantitative stuff. Okay. And then I can talk to you about who your sire is. All right. So we're going we're gonna to drop the bomb and everything about the clan and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and then all that right. way it'll make more sense in terms right. of who this person is. Because I don't want to be the one to reveal it. So. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, uh, so that was a little background on Sh- uh, Charlotte Winchester. Yes, you got the name correct. That's uh, good. <laughs> a little background on Carolyn Waugh. <laughs> what? How dare you? Yeah, no. So, 
<laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So because because I am a special snowflake player who needs to have my character be the most special character ever. No, I'm kidding. Dude, who are you <laughs> talking to here? <laughs> I'm in no. love with my character. Actually, no. The the thing is, is that in a duet game, you know, you can you can uh, have these. Ooh, you can have these crazy ass uh, characters. Well, you know, that... don't diminish it. Right. I mean, I think you you I'm have just, I'm just you saying... have more room yes. to explore a unique. I wouldn't necessarily background. in a group game no. create a character who inherently is going to pull focus. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So basically, I decided I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do a salubri. Yeah. So I'm playing a salubri. Uh, which is basically this clan that's almost extinct. Well, Some... that's what they want people to think. Well, see, that's the thing is that uh, I I am totally on board with any kind of like lore changes you want to make. Oh, I'm making them. <laughs> it's happening. Because ah! there's not a lot here. <laughs> Guess what, bitches? I'm promoting the salubri <laughs> to be head of the fucking Camarilla. So <laughs> in my world of darkness... <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, anyway the, anyway, the lore that Charlotte has been taught is that the Salubri were a major clan once upon a time, and that the evil mage Tremere uh, diabolized uh, the, the, the head of the clan, Senor Salubri. Saulot. Uh, <laughs> Saulot, thank you. He was known. He was that was his online handle, was Senor Salubri. Um, Senor Salubri. Senor Salubri. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> uh, Diablerius Salat, who was the um, yeah the 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 originator of the bloodline. Basically. Right. I mean, he was very prodigious. Like yes, he, he was. A lot of different he was, lines. He was quite a slut. And, he was. Uh, he was just throwing it out left and right. He was. But his his um <laughs> his idea was um that there would be an element of well he was he was he had he was the ultimate angsty vampire of being annoyed by having the beast um awakened yes. in him yeah. and so his oh the beast the beast <laughs> right yeah so what he did is he embraced um people who he thought were wise or gentle or healers um who could mitigate that beast so if someone um, offered him a av- slice of avocado with some look, salt and all, he'd be down. Yeah, he'd be down. He'd be like, he'd yeah. be like, you need to join my clan. He's like, I'm wearing flip flops and shorts. <laughs> I don't have a shirt on. This is great. <laughs> he's like uh, Merlin at the end of Sword in the Stone. Yeah, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with all that, <laughs> um, and, and has a little visor on. Uh-huh, but yeah, yeah, he's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he went he went east. Well, he did eventually because he was yeah. just like this isn't enough to have yeah. enough like nice people around me. Yeah. I need to seek um, enlightenment elsewhere. I need to find out a way to get rid of this because yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of draining people. So sick of it. Sick of it. So he did. So he went east yeah. um, to study under some Hindu gur- gurus. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's there's some tie-in in the in the meta plot in the lore officially with the sort of kindred of the east uh setup which i'm increasingly being oh better about i was very resistant to you it when were, i was which running I, which is a whole other conversation that is a whole other conversation so i'm i'm cool with uh with uh uh that being part of the lore it's it's cool yeah. all um, right you know. okay so he studied he and so what's really very well um like what characterizes a celebrity is um, which is something that Saulot 
acquired through his his studies, studies in, the in the east was a third eye like a literal third eye and a new insight yeah and a new insight into the vampiric condition okay and his beast was quieted and this condition that he was in where he came with this third eye and like i feel totally chill <laughs> was called golconda <laughs> so it was named after the town where oh. he achieved this inner peace oh so the salubri actually take credit for discovering golconda yeah <laughs> Bastards. There's a whole thing about this, and there's a lot of different because based on yeah. all these other versions, I've done of the a game. little bit of I've done a little <laughs> bit of light reading on it, and yeah. and like I I've seen some excellent sort of counter theories, right? That Salat was was not at all no. what he claimed to be, no. and that he was a charlatan. But we're not going to we're terrible, not going to. And person. so the lore, but the lore we're going to go with, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But the lore we're going with in terms of what Charlotte has been told by her sire, yeah, is that he, yes, we're going with the lore that, that he told yeah. her. That it would be very interesting to run or a... Or he, really? He, he or she, sorry. She, they, yeah. they. They. Uh, it would be very interesting to run a um, Dark Ages vampire game, maybe from the Tremere perspective, of the, and then and with the Salubri. I want to play the fascists of the, oh, of the vampire shit, world. Oh, so anyway, anyway um, so so yeah, so the Tremere are these boogeymen that, that Charlotte has been told of. Right, so the Tremere were... Um, basically... Tremere found and diabolized Salat. Yes. Um, and yeah, and that, so and that so. <laughs> but, well, it was a desperate attempt by the new clan at the time. So this was in like the 1100s, right? Um, to acquire legitimacy by acquiring an antediluvian of their own. So Tremere were like, "Well, we want to be vampires, but but we don't have an antediluvian." So it was like, "Let me drain the nearest one." What? And yeah. so then they take Salat, which which was hugely uh, controversial because <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, "He was one of it the was, good ones." It was you the idiot. ultimate crime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He basically was the close. Salat was the closest thing to a saint that they had. Right. So it's like he's you couldn't like, have de- diabolized the Nosferatu or the Timoche, right. uh, you know. Right. So the Tremere were all pissed. So they thought, "Oh well, uh, uh, well." Did you know that um, they're they're basically they were you know we couldn't trust those people anyway yeah. the celebrity anyway they're yeah. just too nice oh there's well there's um, some shocking secrets you need to know about right you know? right right yeah. <laughs> Kindred hates Salubri. <laughs> so, yeah. so basically, eleven shocking secrets about the Salubri that you didn't know. Right. So, based, number nine will blow your mind. Right. So, yeah. piece of Salubri lore that is misunderstood mm. is Diablerie, mm-hmm. and so Diablerie is part of their. It's part of the. I would honestly say they're. I don't know if it's like religion or their protocols. It's not really protocols, but religion almost. Their belief system. <laughs> yeah, their values. Their belief, definitely values. So yeah. their values. They value diablery as a part of. It's a part of Golconda. Yeah. And it's a part of their way of life. Yeah. And it's in fact not seen as something that is bad. It's it's part of As what long as both parties are willing. Are willing, right. Yeah. Not like Salot was cool with getting diabolized. Well, by. he probably was though, that that asshole. He's probably like, he just let you it know go. what? Like, just make it happen, this is dude. The way it's supposed do what to you be. gotta do. I'm fine to be dead, actually, because I hated being a vampire anyway. <laughs> if you suck my blood now, Tremere, I will come back more powerful than so, you can even imagine. <laughs> okay, so I know you're joking about that, but there are a lot of Jedi um, connections really? here. Really? So you'll see. Oh, sweet. I want a lightsaber. <laughs> I'll, I will make it so. Damn. Oh, that's All a Star right. Trek um, mm-hmm. reference. Oh, yeah, nice. So I'm Way going to... Go. to um... Way to go, Gandalf. <laughs> So, so that's just a little bit on the salubri. Um, and so, 
<laughs> yeah, Tremere himself went into torpor shortly after draining Selwat, and the Council of Seven needed to boost their own power, preferably by diabolizing Salubri Methuselahs. So basically, like, it just yeah. was like open war. It was open war on the Salubri. On the Salubri. Although I love that Tremere goes into torpor shortly after. It's like when you eat a really rich meal. Like, and you're uh... just like, I'm so ready to pass out for like the next 500 years, let me tell you. <laughs> Asshole. So. so <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fucking walk. So, so... That was me the other night after I had that Duck Lake soup. I was just like, oh, I can't walk. And that's because I wasn't with you. That's right. Anyway. That's why you ordered that. So anyway, uh-huh. um, so, so the Salubri, um... So the, right, so the Salubri became this hunted... It wasn't just Salat who got diabolized. It was the whole clan... The clan was getting Got a big old off. target on their... Yes, on their third eyes. On their third eyes, yeah. which we've decided... Based on, I don't know if this is quasi-official or if this is just something I saw someone suggesting on the forums or whatever. Yeah, but it was, yeah. it was this idea that like um, the third eye doesn't open unless you're using a, a discipline. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with that. Yeah, We're going is, with that to cool. make it. Yeah, I think to make it somewhat playable. Yeah, I so think she doesn't have to walk around with the scarf over her head all the time. Yeah, it doesn't have like a lid. Like it just right. appears. It just appears exactly. And suddenly there's this eye. Yeah. And then it fades. Yeah. Like that's how I'm picturing it. I'm so, picturing it kind of CGI. You know, with like with like light, rays of light around it yeah, and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it's definitely when it's visible. It's it's, it's visible. visible. Okay. It will light up a room. And I think that's what would make it really more intense. So yeah, definitely. So the the ant. Anti-tribu, right? Is that how you say it? I always read it as anti-tribu, but I don't know. I guess it could be anti-tribu as well. It's a really weird word. Anyway, yeah. anti-tribu. Um, yeah, sure. So there's anti-tribu with all the you know clans. And there's some for Salubri, which we will delve into, hopefully, as this chronicle goes yes. on. Um, we definitely will. But yeah. for Tremere, oh, there's good. actually an anti-tribu, which is um, third, the third eye sect. Really? So there's a bunch of Tremere that are guilty and feel awful about oh. what happened huh. and they never i mean it's a charlotte very, doesn't know this though no no it's a very small group yeah. that are willing to help there's Salubri. five of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's, a, there's dozens of us there's dozens so, of us dozens <laughs> so so they're um so they feel bad about mm, um okay. they feel bad about what happened and they want to help salubri when they can oh interesting yeah well so, well well Wellity, wellity, wellity. No, I hope this isn't going to spoil. This isn't spoiling you. I, mean, I, I, I may very well have accidentally come across that at some point okay. in the future. So, well, it's fine. I don't think that's. I, I don't mean, really care. You I, can separate your character knowledge exactly. from your player knowledge. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, where we're going to delve into, and yeah, then there's also yeah. so there's the Salubri, and then they have different um, classes. So we have our yes. healer class. Right, right. The, warriors. There's also there's the and there's the warriors, which who... is which is a direct descendant of what the Salubri were like in the Dark Ages. Right. Right. Uh, mythology. Now, the the kind of bog standard salubri, which is what I'm playing, yeah, is basically a healer yes. type. Yeah, but they don't identify themselves as such because basically what Charlotte's been told mm-hmm. is that there are only seven salubri in the entire world mm-hmm. at any time, and uh, and that they maintain those those numbers by diabolizing their sires. Right. So you you know you have to be doing this constant balancing act. Right, so. right, right. And, um, which may or may not be true. May the may warrior salubri were, um, they're just incredible warriors. Yeah. They, no, they were very, they're very competent. They also, um, 
Yeah, the warrior the warrior cast want to just mow down, um, <laughs> and they even mentioned mowing down Camarilla. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I have read a bit about the warrior and class. the Tremere. They're just they don't give a fuck. Sure, they're gonna kill whoever's in their way. But anyway, um, let's and, get back to Charlotte, shall we? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so your so she is, is she is Salubri clan. Yes. Um. Now, one of the things you have to do if you make a salubri is max out your generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's eighth generation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, concept is transcendental ingenue. Okay. That's that's the you know elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, for nature, I went back and forth on that one, but I, I ended up going with survivor. Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So survivor. Give you that. Are oh, you gonna look it up? Well, I'm just gonna tell you. Uh, regain one point of willpower whenever you survive a threatening situation through tenacity, or when your counsel causes someone else to persist in spite of opposition. Okay. You know, I thought that fit pretty That's well. That's great. Yeah. Uh, her demeanor for right now is child. Okay. Just because yeah. that's part of her survival strategy is to get people to feel sorry for her. Yeah. Basically, you know. Yeah, take care of her. Um, I might end up changing that at some point to, to Guru. Yeah, that makes sense, which too. Which was kind of my other choice for my nature, but then I ended up going with Survivor. I think it's fine at yeah. first, because mm-hmm. ultimately, that I mean, you would be a Guru to survive. Uh, yeah. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. wherever you end up. Exactly. So, so okay. uh, anyway, what that's else? that's kind of the top top part of the character sheet there. What else We do don't got? have a sire name yet. No? Um, well, do you want me to give you the name? No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, okay, so I let's see. Primary attributes were mental, so uh-huh. she's got perception and wits at four each. Okay. Uh, intelligence at two. Okay. I, think I bought those up with some freebie points, but anyway. Um, and then social was secondary, so uh-huh. I've got charisma and appearance at three each. Nice. I put appearance at three, just not so much because she's beautiful, well, but because striking. she's striking. Yeah. She has very striking eyes. Yeah. Like they'll really pull you in. Yeah. Uh, they might might even be a little unnerving. Yeah. You know. In a certain setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Manipulation's at two. Just average. Okay. Average manipulation. Okay. Physical is tertiary. Strength of one dot. Yeah. She's a little weak. May come back to haunt me. I don't know. Dexterity no, two. No, no, You'll be fine. Dexterity two. Stamina three. Nice. Uh, put stamina at three. And then as we'll see, I also gave her a couple dots in fortitude because um, she's not a combat monster so yeah. if she gets wailed on I want her to be Plus, I want her like, to survive you think about well there's that that's that's good but it's important you can have you know fortitude plus you're you're a kid and they're very resilient you know <laughs> true we have like more resilient bodies so she's a little yes. more springy and lightweight <laughs> right. so if she were to fall it, right. wouldn't, it yeah. wouldn't hurt as much because she's a little more she's lighter that's true um, she and can she, take a beating exactly yeah <laughs> All right. So then uh, under abilities here, um, knowledges was tertiary, but I put three dots into academics okay. to represent her being well-read. And then yeah. two dots into occult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I think that's something that came out more after her embrace. Mm. You know, I didn't, you'll, you'll notice I wasn't really yeah. hitting the occult stuff right. for her mortal yeah, yeah, yeah. life. But, you know, I think her sire was like, oh, here, why don't you go read the Necronomicon before you go to bed? That kind of thing, you know. Um, okay. And then skills were secondary. I gave her two dots in Animal Ken, obviously. Yes. Uh, crafts, I did give her one dot. Yeah, that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, just to represent she has well, kind I'm of Well, I'm sure a, she has, they would like tell her, artistic. like, you need to learn how to sew. Sewing, that's right, um, yeah. You need to learn how to cook things. Exactly. Like, she was she was starting her, her sort of uh, home, economics, home economics yeah stuff. Uh, training. Right. Yeah. Etiquette three dots. Obs, okay, yeah. You know. Uh, stealth of three. Okay. She's just a very quiet person. Yeah. You know. Unassuming. And, and you know, small. wandering those halls of the hospital oh, without God. people catching this her. Oh, kid. I yeah. know. Isn't that creepy? It is creepy. I love it. Yeah. Alertness and awareness, both at three. Under talents is primary. So alertness and awareness, both at three, because she's very observant. And she observes the world of supernatural. You know, she sees those flitting shadows mm-hmm. and, you know... It's yeah. the hairs on the back of her neck standing up okay. when strange things are mm-hmm. passing through the room. Okay. Empathy three because of her, you know, uh, open heart. Mm-hmm. Expression two. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, she's very well spoken when she cares to be. Right. Leadership one. Um, I took that, I think, just be, uh, again, as a sort of post embrace kind of thing. Her sire was probably mentoring her. You know, as a salubri, you're going to attract people to you. Mm-hmm. People will find you. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones who don't want to kill you will find you interesting and want to know more. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have things to teach them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the salubri, you know, they're all about achieving Golconda. Right. But I don't think they really hoard it to themselves. No. You know. It's they, open. It's open. If anyone wants to, you know, if anyone wants to come, I'm going to be running a Golconda class on Thursday nights from <laughs> 7 to 9 at the community center. Right, so right, anyone's right. welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so that was something that her sire just kind of taught her over the last mm-hmm. 48, 49 years, whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then subterfuge, mm-hmm. uh, which again is just kind of goes in with her stealth, and you know she's she's <laughs> she's not above uh, using a bit of you know um, half truths or mm-hmm. you know trickery yeah. to get her way. All right. So okay. Um, all right. So then disciplines. Um, yeah, I did go with. I had the four dots and disciplines. I gave her the two dots and fortitude just out the gate. I was really back and forth on that one between that and Auspex. So um, oh yeah, okay. So what? Well, I figured I uh, Auspex two will be my next okay. uh, levels up. Yeah, that's seven okay. points. So that's okay. I can do that after the second session, basically. Okay. okay. You know, Auspex two is the one where you can see the auras. Right. And so that's a good one to have. Yeah, I agree. ASAP. Yes. Auspex one is heightened senses, which is certainly fine. Yeah. Uh, but I just figured with fortitude two and a stamina of three, that's five dice yeah. soak. Yeah. You know, as being a little min maxi, you know. No, that's fine. You have to do what you need to do. To... <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. she'll be able to. And then even if she gets aggro damage, that's still two dice for a soak. Right. So right. And then the uh, salubri uh, discipline of obeya. I yes. guess. I was going to say Obeya. Obeya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could go that way too. Or it would be Obeya, probably. Yeah. Like, because Leah is L E A H. Obeya. Yeah. Okay. So. We'll go with that. Um, so. <laughs> I just I just had a flashback to when I was a kid and I'd read these like uh, I was starting to read like fantasy novels and stuff and there'd be like some some made up word mm-hmm. and I would like go in the back to see if there was a glossary because I'm like how am I supposed to pronounce this what is this yeah. you know? <laughs> it really bugged me <laughs> like I don't know how to pronounce like that the hell yeah what the fuck is that oh so anyway uh, dot one in Obia yeah that I have it right here oh great. Um, there's two things. You can have panacea. Mm-hmm. Just as you can heal the wounds you cause by licking them, heal the wounds caused by others mm-hmm. by licking them. 
Yeah. And then sense vitality, detect how healthy an individual is or how they can how they came to harm. Oh, see, yeah, that's the tricky thing is that it's it's had different definitions depending on the right. edition. So I think if you're which looking at the page I'm thinking for? of, yeah, which one scroll are we... down, it'll show you. It'll say V20. It'll tell you which one yeah, it is. Yeah, V20 is detect. So, so, so it has first and second for panacea. Yeah. And then for sense vitality, it says V20. Um, V20 yeah. is detect how healthy an individual is yeah. or how they came to harm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's Detect Vitality in V20, which is fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just go with what's in the book. I mean, it's it's cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, eh, you know, it could come in handy. I don't know. We'll see. I think it definitely will. The the higher levels of the discipline are fascinating. And, yeah. and after I get Auspex 2, I'm definitely going to be putting most of my dots into uh, Obia to get it up. Yeah, Obia, like, ends up, like, in terms of 4, mm-hmm. is... Unburdening the bestial soul. You yeah. draw out someone's soul, hold it in your mind while cleansing it, improving the subject's path. Mm-hmm. And then men's sana, cure the derangements of others. Mm. See, oh yeah, in, v, in V20, yeah, men's sana is, is five, but four is actually called shepherd's watch. Oh, shepherd's watch, yeah. Which shepherd's I watch. which I like. That's create an invisible create a barrier, barrier. Ten feet from you that prevents others from approaching. Which yeah. I really like. And then for three, uh, corp, corpia... Corpore sano. Yeah, corpore sano. Heal any sort of wound on yourself or others by yep. spending vitae. Um, V20 has unburdening the bestial soul at six. Six dots. So. All right, that's not here, but. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, and then two dots is anesthetic touch. Yeah, the really high, like a 10. Mm. Well, I don't even think it has 10. But on nine. Nine. Unburden the, the flesh-clad flesh soul, soul, release a mortal soul from their body to exist in the astral realms. Mm-hmm. And then for eight, you have safe passage. Make the yep. people around inclined to let you pass and give help if you need it. Yeah. Um, okay. So Crazy. that's just, that's just, yeah. Obia's... So I'm, I'm going to be di- diabolizing lots of Tremere and so that I can get above five dots of, uh, What's of discipline. What's your humanity? Dude, my humanity, your humanity is a whopping eight. Oh, shit. Yep. So you're, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I'm superhuman. So you're ready to. <laughs> yeah. You are ready to achieve Golconda. You're, yeah. You are ready. You're like right on the verge. Yeah. Of because you have to have a humanity of seven or above to start. Mm-hmm. So you're ready to go. I am. Okay, and your sire knows this. Yeah, because I have conscience of four, self control of four. Wow. Courage of two. Okay. I've got an eight humanity. I've got wow. five dots in willpower. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so in order, so once you like with Golconda, mm-hmm. you have to keep your humanity seven or above. Um, yeah. To avoid frenzy under all circumstances. I know. Yeah, that's why I wanted a high self control. Try and make those frenzy rolls. A character rolls. cannot achieve or stay in Golconda unless their humanity remains at least seven. Mm-hmm. Good. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's <laughs> like so much for Aaron. Wait, is he at seven or is he at six? I don't know anyone. I think he's at six. Don't bring him up right now. Oh my god. It's distracting. Don't say his name. In your mouth it sounds like dirt. <laughs> no, it's not it. I just don't remember. And I'm trying I'm focusing on your character. Alright. So anyways. Um Yeah, that's the uh that's the front page. Okay. Um What else you got? What else I've got is when was like oh I was just gonna say five dots in generation. And then I took one dot in retainer, and we've talked about that. At length, because mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of thought, well, yeah, some 
some helpmate is in you know I've got this character who's a kid so I need I someone know. who's going to be helpful well the, okay go on the, the core book suggests one dot in herd but I'm just not no. seeing that yet no, no maybe no, no, down no. the road maybe you know get but some, get some, some hippies around you know I was like, I, oh man that kid's got an actual third eye <laughs> But, um, <laughs> no, you were just on drugs. You were just, that. you were just on drugs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. But, uh, here, let me, <laughs> let me just, as long as I've got you here, <laughs> it's out or straight razor because we can move on to merits and flaws. All right. Let's do it. Um, one of the flaws I took was dulled bite. So yeah, my conception is that basically this was a manifestation that, that really would have pleased her sire is yeah. that she didn't. Get manifest fangs. fangs yeah it's like yes yeah picked a good one yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah so but to for the extra creepy factor this little 13 year old girl carries around a straight razor with her everywhere because she has to slit open the veins the of the people that together. she feeds from so i think she's a little kit mm, with her yeah um maybe her father's shaving kit Maybe. Write that down if you like that idea. <laughs> write that down. So I think... Write, write that, that down, down too. too. Yeah. So I think, like, there needs to be um, a kit. I mean, of course, you can heal wounds by licking them. Yes. And and eventually with Obia. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you want to do Obia? I'll, I'll probably bounce all over the place, okay. honestly. Okay. Um, with Obia, um, it's going to be like, you know, there's the higher levels are like, you know, oh, you can just fucking touch somebody and heal them, basically. Right, so. right, right. But I think at first you'd probably have a little kit to, yeah. and I'm sure your sire would be like, well, make sure you have something to keep the wound, you know, mm-hmm. to, ma- to make sure the wound and the person isn't harmed while you're doing this. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, anyway, and then let's see. I'll do, I'll do the flaws first, I guess. Um, so then another... Another flaw that she has is soft-hearted. So she cannot stand to watch others suffer. Mm. You avoid any uh, situation that involves causing someone physical or emotional pain unless you make a willpower roll. Difficulty Mm 8. Must have a humanity rating of 7 or above to take this flaw. Okay. So... Um, then I took New Arrival just because I know that the Chronicle is going to kick off in Los Angeles. So obviously she will be... And we will cover that shortly. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so she's a new arrival in town, so she doesn't know anybody, and nobody right. knows her. Right. And so I, that's another separating player from character knowledge. True. You know. Yes. So it's like, who's this Salvador guy? I have no idea. <laughs> um, and then we've got hunted like a dog. Like a dog. Like a dog. Um, which there were actually several flaws that could have fit into uh, the salubri kind of being targeted by what other... there could be what several flaws that could have fit yes yeah so hunted like a dog is one of them yeah so because uh, i could have taken clan enmity which is uh, you know like the whole tremere clan but hunted like a dog is kind of more general it just yeah. says another sect or group of vampires has decided you're a target for extermination and pursues you relentlessly yeah on the bright side the enemies of your enemy may well wish to help you out right Potentially garnering new allies. So mm-hmm. I thought that fit pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for merits. Yes. And take any physical merits. Okay. This <laughs> is going to be like the opposite of Aaron here. That's good. Sorry, I'm not supposed to mention him. Oh, uh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to focus on your character. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about that because... 
<laughs> We're just not here to do that today. Okay, all right. So, um, let's see. I took introspection. You have keen insight into the ulterior motives of all your actions. Through this nightly exercise, you also have incredible insight into the underlying motives of others' actions. Add two dice to your perception dice pool when you must take an action against someone with the same nature or demeanor as you. Okay. So anyone with survivor or child... <laughs> Will uh, I get I get two extra dice dice in my dice pool? If you want to talk or interact uh, with them, if I'm doing a perception roll against them, it's highly specific. But dude, what? But Christopher Houghton is in Los Angeles. I know. So I'm trust me, I'm getting this all organized all right. in my mind. So because if, if you so, have perceptions, you're probably both going to be like like perceiving each other and it's just it's like two magnets like bouncing off of each other <laughs> basically okay. yeah so it, it should actually yeah it's kind of funny they, they should actually I, it was a one point merit so i just it's figured fun. i'd take it with i think hell. it's good so so child or survivor child or survivor because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people with survivor, survivor. that are going to be out in california it's true. so it's true um anyway and i like this through this nightly exercise so i think that that's like her nightly exercise is writing in her in her notebook She's so, she's kept up her, her, her journal? notebook journaling. Wow. Yeah. Uh oh. I'd hate for somebody to get their hands on that. I would too. Talk about a masquerade violation. Okay. Oh well. So let's see. I'm gonna put that down. Personal journal. Maybe I will write little journal entries on the. <gasps> on the adventure. non-existent. Oh uh, yeah. Do we want to get into that? No. No. Okay. Because I don't want to advertise for them because they're the worst. <laughs> Yes. Wiki coming soon. Check out how amazing. Check out. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. I'm so I'm I'm apoplectic with rage right now. Yes. I can't even talk. So. Well, just just so that we're not being completely uh, oblique about it. Basically, you have been unable to create a campaign on Obsidian Portal for some unknown reason. Multiple. In spite of trying to create new accounts, new email addresses, trying it on different computers. Uh, I can create new campaigns with my account on different computers, so it's not our IP address. No. Uh, Obsidian Portal tech support has not gotten back to you. No. Uh, They're ridiculous. Yeah, it is. There's it's, misspellings on their error pages. I just, I can't with them. They misspelled error. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but no, I but, think they misspelled campaign in one of them. Oh, God. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Hopefully we can get that worked out. But I think. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe I was just so mad that I was just like, that's a misspelling, and I closed the computer. Oh, my God. And then you threw, <laughs> then you threw your computer into the ocean. All right. So just then... eating this delicious biscuit. It's a coaster. <laughs> it's a coaster. Anyway, so uh, then I took French language as a merit. Okay. That's what you do yeah. in V20. Yeah. And then, um, and then I took... Uh, let's see some other mental merits here. Mental. Iron mental merits. I took iron will. Ooh, good. Mm-hmm. And what that does for me is that I say, when you are determined, <laughs> when you are determined and your mind is set, nothing can thwart you from your goals. Characters using dementation, dominate, or any other mind-altering magic spell or thaumaturgy path. Why are you waving your finger at me? Against your so you remember this. Uh, against your character are at plus three difficulty. Oh, you know what? Okay. Oh. However, there's other ways to get to you. Well, yes, this merit does not affect presence or other powers right. dealing with emotions. Right. <laughs> what the fuck, Edie? Ah. Had something to say about that? Where is she? I don't know. <laughs> what the heck was that all about? Where'd she go? Oh, she's right over at the Oh, head. okay. All right. Wow. That's hilarious. That was strangely... <laughs> Ring <laughs> Anyway. All right. Um, 
Okay, then I took Calm Heart. Okay. You are naturally calm and do not easily fly off the handle. Receive two extra dice when attempting to resist a frenzy. Repeat. <laughs> Re- receive two extra dice when attempting to resist a frenzy. Okay. 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 Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then I took Sanctity. Sanctity. No, no. Which is... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Sanctity. This merit is sometimes called the halo effect. Everyone considers you pure and innocent, mm-hmm. though not necessarily naive. No. You have a saint-like quality that is hard to pinpoint but cannot be denied. Your reincarnation of Sellot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured this is something that came in after the embrace. Mm-hmm. She wasn't necessarily a sanctified mortal, you no. know. No. Uh, you are trusted even if you are not trustworthy. At the storyteller's discretion, you tend to receive lesser punishments for wrongdoing, and you are liked by most. Nice. I like so that. basically, so I'm that creating a again? total Mary Sue. I know. Uh, sanctity. No. Sanctity. Well, look, Aaron had like blush of health. Yeah, yeah. Highly charismatic. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had his perks. Like, yeah. You're the character of the story. That's true. You're the protagonist. You're the of hero the story. in your own yeah. story. Yes. Yes. So, um, so that's good to know. So, any other merits? Two more. Two more. Two more. Okay. Two more one pointers. Okay. Uh, inoffensive to animals, because I lovely. Kind of had perfect. to take that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like and it. And. Yeah, just that's exactly what it says on the tin. And then healing touch. Hmm. Um, normally, vampires can only seal the wounds they inflict by feeding uh, from feeding by licking them. But with a touch, you can achieve the same effect. Quit licking my hand, you horse's ass. <laughs> Closing the puncture wounds left by drinking blood. All right. Now she doesn't have fangs, but I assume that this would apply to any knife wounds Anything as well. Anything that she can any make. Cuts. Any cuts. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm into it. All right. That's fine. Like a non. Like any non-superficial wound, like a wound that doesn't cause a box of damage, for example, she could close by by touching, I think, right? Yes. So, yes. you know, scraped knees, uh-huh. you know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I guess that's about it. Um, okay. Yeah. So we just, uh, you have ideas about this retainer uh, type character. Possibly, um, I think that retainer uh, and or mentor. I think the retainer. Yeah, decided yet. Yeah, or? I think the retainer piece is going to change over time. Okay. I think that's we'll gonna, establish that in the first session. Um. Yes. Okay. Or even even maybe in the prelude. Too. Oh, all right. Well, you and may so, get ideas as we talk more about speaking it. Speaking of which, let's move on. Okay. Um. So I'm thinking that. Let's see. Where do we start? Okay. Hello. So, hi. <laughs> Another edit point. All right, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so, where do you want to start? Well, uh, we kind of left off with uh, Charlotte haunting the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And there's an influenza epidemic going on. <laughs> yeah. But she's not worried because she never gets sick. She never gets sick. Right. Yeah. So, so Charlotte... Um, you're walking around and in the hospital. So what's your usual routine when you get to the hospital? What time um, what time of day do you get there? I think um, after the Athenaeum closes. Mm-hmm. So after school, I go to the Athenaeum. Mm-hmm. And I hang out there mm-hmm. until they close. And then I'll usually uh, walk um, by the hospital on my way home. And... Um, Mm-hmm. Just pop in, basically. So you this know. is like around dusk. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, especially if it's January or if it's been winter time that yeah. I've been doing this, mm -hmm. you know, probably started like two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's like usually dark by the time I'm mm -hmm. walking home from the Athenaeum and, um, yeah. So you notice that there are shifts at the hospital mm -hmm. that like, yeah. there are people, different doctors and nurses come on during certain times of the day. Mm -hmm. And so... Do you start like wandering around the first floor and just like make your way up or down or mm -hmm. wherever you can go or wherever? Yeah. Like my movements a lot of times are dictated by, um, you know, trying to avoid staff and, mm -hmm. you know, people who might kick me out. Mm -hmm. So if I hear people coming down the hall, I'll turn around and go back, you know, the way I came and go up the stairs or whatever, you know? Okay. So, okay. although I think by this point after eight or 10 weeks of Mm -hmm. You know, nearly nightly visits. Mm -hmm. um, probably know the layout of the place pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And they have like, yeah. Because <clears throat> I'm picturing, uh, you know, the hospital. It's like in the, the movie The Fall. Mm -hmm. You know, although not mission yeah. style. But, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of like almost um, almost homey in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. these um, kind of warmer colors for yeah. the most part. Except in the operating rooms, which are probably painted a... Mm -hmm. Sort of putrescent green, you know. Yeah, and they're not really. I mean, you can't get in there. No, no. no. Although, I mean, they might have some uh, public viewing galleries for the for the medical students for the operating, um, mm -hmm. you know, rooms. Yeah, for the medical students and stuff. Yeah, but you know, hey, come on, I can sneak in there. Yeah. So you have. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I watch some. Uh, so you have. Surgeries. In yeah. fact, um, late night surgeries <laughs> during sometimes they're emergency. Oh surgeries. sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So one evening, mm. and this is in like October, mm -hmm. one evening you're, you managed to get into one of these theaters okay. to look down and to watch the surgery taking place. And there's some students there. Mm. And so when someone asks you like, what are you doing here? Because mm -hmm. I'm sure there have been adults that have been like, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing here? What's your answer usually? My answer is always to connect myself somehow to um, somebody. So, like, I'll say, oh, I'm I'm the doctor's niece, you know, mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm the daughter of a, of a you know, family member mm -hmm. who's here, okay. you know, or All something right. like that, you know. Right. So, like, okay. yeah, like in the operating theater, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm you know that doctor's niece, mm -hmm. you know, Stuff he, like he said I could be here, uh -huh. you know, like always like appeal to authority. Oh, right. they said I could be here. Yeah. You know? Okay. All yeah. right. Or I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for room 231, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of Stuff thing. like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So in your meanderings, you make it into this particular surgery mm -hmm. and you're looking down into the amphitheater that's mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. Yeah, I think that is Down into indeed the... what you would call it, mm -hmm. surgical amphitheater. Mm -hmm. And you see there's some nurses. There's a patient on the table. You've seen this before. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing um, what appears to be an appendectomy. Hmm. And you see the surgeon, the person who's calling the shots, um, is a little shorter in stature. It's a female surgeon. Hmm. And so she's masked, of course, and has mm -hmm. her gown on and a hat, you know, all of mm -hmm. her head covering, everything to yeah. cover. But you see her eyes mm -hmm. and um, she has these big brown eyes mm -hmm. and she's very intent on her work. But at the same time, the way she's doing it is so careful and thoughtful, very deliberate. Mm -hmm. 
she, you've seen other surgeons doing different surgeries and they, you know, at times that there's hesitation, that there's, mm-hmm. there's ways, there's things that they do to delay themselves from doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's no, it's like, she seems very intentional on what she's doing mm-hmm. and she's highly skilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems at ease. Um, when she's in the room, okay. the nurses and the assisting physicians are all very, seem very calm, which is different from a very different feel. Yeah. So as she's um, finishing the procedure and she's done the main work mm-hmm. and she's allowing the other doctors to suture up the, the patient, mm-hmm. she goes to wash her hands and she turns and looks up and looks directly at you. Mm. It's like she's. It's like she knew you were watching her okay. the whole time. Right. And she doesn't look mad. She doesn't look upset. Yep. She just looks directly at you and nods, hmm. and then starts to wash her hands. Okay. And so you see, they're finishing up the patient, and they're, and then they move the patient out into the recovery room. Mm-hmm. So everyone starts to leave the amphitheater. And so, what do you decide to do? Um, well, there's, you know, safety in numbers, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'll file out as well. Okay. Yeah. So as you're filing out, um, you are walking down the hall mm-hmm. and you see a woman who, um, she has the same brown eyes that the surgeon did. Okay. And you see that she looks, she's more of like an olive skin, mm. but very pale, but olive yeah, yeah, yeah. toned to her skin. Right. Brown eyes, curly brown hair. Mm. It's up in a bun. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like um, just a standard. She has a, a dress on under her lab coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has her stethoscope and everything, and she she looks she looks at you. She sees you in passing and she puts her hand on your shoulder Ooh, and it's very cold. Okay. And she says, I saw you up there. Uh, yeah. What, what were you doing up there? I was invited. By whom? She's well, not, and she doesn't look like she wants to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, wondering yeah, yeah. where you're going to go with this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm looking at her uh-huh. and I decide, you know what? I can, I can trust this person. Mm. And she sa- and so I say, uh, well, I invited myself. Oh. Well, there's not a lot of children your age here right now. No. I just, I like to come here and see what's going on. Because mm. I'm maybe, I don't know, maybe I want to be a, a doctor too. Oh. So she smiles. Mm-hmm. Um... So she takes her hand off your shoulder, and it's okay. like, oh, it's not cold or any- right, anymore. Right. Um, she, um, so then suddenly, like, you see her brow knits, and she says, well, aren't you worried about getting sick? No. People are very sick right now. I know. This might not be the safest place for you. Well, I just, I don't really get sick. So she kind of says, well, everybody, everybody can get sick. Mm, Yeah, I guess. 
Okay, so you're walking down the hall. She's okay. she's just kind of guiding you, like right, trying right, to get right. you out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she says, um, "So what's your, what's your name?" Charlotte Winchester. Okay. Um, when you, when she says Charlotte, you see her kind of. She's trying to suppress a reaction, not like a strong reaction, but just mm. a slight like, oh. Uh huh. Um. Hmm. Okay, well, Charlotte, you really need to be here, possibly not now. Like, this isn't a good place for you to be right now. You don't want to get the flu. Mm. It's pretty serious, and people are dying. Yeah. Just think about it. <laughs> again, again, my sort of, like, willful nature. You know, it's like, you can't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. Oh, man. You know, All so, right. but, but I'm just, like, I'm being respectful and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, so, you know, a couple a uh, couple girls at my school have gotten sick, and um, I I think they're both going to be okay. But it's, well, that's lucky. It's pretty sad. It's very sad right now. This is a this is a place of suffering, and children shouldn't necessarily be here. Well, that's kind of why I want to be here, though. I just I don't I want to do something for all the people who are suffering. But I don't know why. All right. So she really, like, again, trying to kind of suppress a, like, reaction. Like, really? (laughs) Um, So, okay. So, so with that, she says, Charlotte, you should go home now. And, you know, maybe you should come back. Maybe in about a month or so. This is in October? Yeah. Okay. And maybe things will be a little bit better for you to be around here. But I've seen you walking around these halls. You have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little consternated. You know, like, <laughs> Damn, I was being a ninja. No. <laughs> but you really, and I understand you're, you seem like a curious child. So, and that's good. It's good to be curious and it's good to want to help people. That's why I'm a doctor. Mm. So that makes my, my heart swell a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not told that it's good to be curious. Yeah, no, you know, it is. Yeah, no, it is good to have that recognition, be. you mm-hmm. know, empathy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So my name is Dr. Freeman. Dr. Freeman. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in any trouble here, just tell them that you know me and we'll go from there. So I definitely... I have a sort of cocky smile at that, you know, mm-hmm. cause like, ha ha skeleton key <laughs> and go anywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, All right. but I will respect her wishes. Okay. And we'll stay away for a month. Okay. But counting the days. All right. And so when exactly a month has transpired, mm-hmm. you better believe that that night I am back. Okay. So you're back. Mm-hmm. And are you just doing... And I'm back. <laughs> so you're cruising the halls? Yeah. Okay. So you're walking around, and when you're usually walking around these halls, you'll see, as you walk by a door, um, you'll see different scenes. So mm-hmm. you'll see people sitting around a bed. Mm-hmm. You'll At night, not so much, but you'll see maybe mm. some a family member with somebody. Well, I mean, it gets dark at like 4.30 at this point. Yeah, you know, it's getting so. darker. Yeah. Um, you see people alone mm-hmm. by themselves. Mm-hmm. 
this, some of them look very scared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people are asleep. Some people are eating. You see a lot of different things. You see some doctors coming and talking with patients. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm past one of these rooms, mm-hmm. maybe a room where somebody's sleeping, mm-hmm. but they look, uh, it's like a fitful sleep. Mm-hmm. Their brow is furrowed. Mm-hmm. They're pale and sweating, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, go into the room mm. very quietly. Mm-hmm. You know, just sort of appear at the side of the bed, and I'm going to take their hand. Okay. And I'm just holding their hand. Okay. You know, and just trying to like, kind of so like how holding. Many, how often do you do this? Um, this is the first time I've done it. Oh. Okay. This is my first night back. Okay. And I and I see this, you know, and I just feel this compulsion, like, going to take this up to the next level to here. To comfort this person mm-hmm. actively. Okay. So I'm holding their hand with one hand and kind of stroking the the back of the hand and the arm. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to. Yeah, comfort them, mm-hmm. you know, okay. give them a more restful sleep. Okay. So you see the person does noticeably calm down. Mm. And then they kind of drift off into another stage of sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once that happens, I'll take a step back and okay. turn to leave. All right. So you turn to leave and you're walking down the hall. And you see, you come across this other room. Mm. And you see something that makes you stop stuck still in what you're seeing. Okay. You see your friend. You see Dr. Freeman there Mm -hmm. with a patient. Mm -hmm. Only you're seeing something that you don't really know what you're looking at. Mm. Um, You see Dr. Freeman bent over the patient Mm -hmm. and you see the patient looks fine. They don't look panicked. They don't look upset. Their wrist is at her mouth. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she has her mouth on their wrist, mm-hmm. which is just really odd. But the patient looks fine. Mm-hmm. Are they conscious or unconscious? They're conscious. Oh, okay. So they're just like, yeah. Yeah. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Huh. And as the person is... So I, this, I'm, not, I'm not scared. You know, like, basically, this okay. looks like it's something that should be happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, that's weird. Okay. Never heard of this yeah. medical treatment before. Yeah. yeah. And it just keeps going. It keeps happening. Yeah. She's just standing there. And you see the patients, even though the patient looks peaceful, you see they look very gaunt. Mm. They look very, very sick. Yeah. And you see their eyelids sort of flutter. Mm. And eventually their eyes roll in the back of their head. Mm. And they just sort of relax and they stop breathing. Mm. But it's done very calm, like very Mm -hmm. peaceful. Yeah. And then you see Dr. Freeman lick the wrist and put it down quickly and then looks and knows that you're looking. Do I see any blood around the mouth? No. No. There's none. All right. So I'll just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just standing there like a fucking creepy kid in a doorway. (laughs) (laughs) I got you, but no. (laughs) So, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just standing there kind of like expressionless, you know, Mm -hmm. like just staring. Yeah. You know, like. That's so you the thing see, that just happened. Yeah. So you see her take out like a wool, like a little cloth. It's like this burgundy colored mm-hmm. handkerchief. Mm-hmm. And she wipes her mouth with it, even though there wasn't really anything there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a habitual movement. Yeah. And she puts it in her pocket. Mm -hmm. And she takes the patient's chart and she starts marking things down. Okay. So she's nonplussed by my nonpleasantness. Mm -hmm. She's just trying to be cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What you saw there was the Schoenberger technique. (laughs) The patient was already dying. (laughs) They were dead at the time. They were dead at the time. I was dead at the time. All right. So... So she marks down, down some things in her chart, mm-hmm. and she walks over. Then you see her leave the room, and she looks at you. So she has to walk past me and leave the room. Mm-hmm. All right. And he's like, we'll talk in just a moment. <laughs> so she goes to the nurse's station and says, I'm afraid that I'm afraid that um, Emily has passed away. Okay. And she was suffering quite a bit, as you know, and the nurses are like... Okay. And so they go to the room and they start to um, take care of her. Mm-hmm. And so Pull that, the sheet up. And mm-hmm, they start to do everything to remove her from the room. And you are still, are you still standing like kind of near there? Yeah, I took a few steps back into the hall. Okay. But yeah, and so Dr. Freeman finishes up with the chart, puts it on the counter, gives it to another nurse, and then looks down the hall to you and just with her finger motions you to come with her. <laughs> so now for the first time, I'm feeling a little nervous. Like, did I just see something I wasn't supposed to see? Right. You know, so my, my heart's racing a little bit, but I'll go. Okay. So she takes you to like what you see. There's like a she that you you go up a floor mm-hmm. and it's like it looks like a little office space, like her okay. office. Okay. So in her office, you'll see it's pretty sparsely. Like you've seen other offices because you've been on this floor before, so uh-huh. you've seen like different doctors' offices. Yeah. They look like they're like wall to wall books. Right. She right. doesn't have a lot of books in okay. her office all at right. all. Um. Does she have a degree from the University of Bologna Medical School dated 1347? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> Go um, on. So anyway, so she has her degrees up on her wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she doesn't have a whole lot of books. She has, they look like they're almost just there, like... Yeah. They're not really hers. Oh, almost, but, like, a, almost like a model office. Yeah. Like an Ikea display. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she has her file and cabinets and uh-huh. her desk and paper and pens and all that kind of stuff. And she has charts and a bunch of stuff there, but there's not really a lot of books, which yeah. is odd. So, so she says, have a seat. Okay. Park myself on the squeaky swivel chair. Uh-huh. So she sits down. Feet barely touching the floor. So as you can see outside, it's starting to snow outside. Mm-hmm. And you're used to that. But... Commute's going to be hell. <laughs> So she looks at you. She's looking at you. Yeah. And says, so you're back. I just nod. So. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm well, thank you. And you? (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm fine. (laughs) Does she look a little, uh, a little healthier than the last time I saw her? She looks a little bit better. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little I mean, less she's, pale. Yeah, less she's cold. very striking. I mean, she's uh-huh. very beautiful. Again, when you look at her, you're like, you know, what is she? Like, she looks exotic to you. Yes, right. Um, right. She looks like kind of mixed race. You're not really sure, mm. you know. Or but not too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or possibly, uh, possibly Southern European. No. No. <laughs> Definitely. Poss- well, possibly. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm envisioning. Um, I'm envisioning. Like she might be Greek. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> no. 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 But she looks not from. She's not from 
Rhode Island. Levantine. In the, in, in the sense that, what? Levantine. Yeah. She's, um. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. She Jewish? Yeah, like, there's probably <laughs> things that you're like, hmm. yeah. I'm picturing, like, um, you probably don't know what this actress looks like, but anyway. I'm picturing, like, Ruth Nega. Like, if you've seen her, she's, anyway. What's she been in? She's been in a lot of different things. I don't All want right. to get into it. But All anyway, right. I'll, you'll see. All right. So she just, so she's looking at you, and um, so you saw what I did for that patient. Yes. What did you think I did? And she's actually more asking just out of, like, what is your take on this? What, like, what, Can I get your hot take on yes. this? Yes. Um, like, you're this little, you're this child who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is your version of what happened or yeah. what she did? All right. I'm thinking, even as a mortal, I have some level of, mm-hmm. of uh, kind of sixth sense, as I said before. Mm-hmm. Like a little empathy. So I'll just say, um, I think you were helping her to move on. I think she was in a lot of pain and you were helping her out of that pain. She was in pain for some time. There's nothing else that we could do. I'd already operated on her and... (laughs) So many times. No. (laughs) (laughs) And she just was not getting well. And so she agreed to have me help her like that. So, yeah, just give this kind of, like, make sense kind of you nod. Seem very, you, know? you seem very calm with this mm. idea, this concept. Sometimes my uh, animals, like, if I have a rat, mm-hmm. um, I've had to help them along. They get really bad infections Mm -hmm. and they start sneezing blood and I can tell they're not happy Mm -hmm. so I have to get some ether Mm -hmm. where do you get that oh well uh, my aunts have some in their Mm -hmm. medicine cabinet Mm -hmm. it doesn't take much Mm -hmm. with a rat yeah so they never know they don't know yeah huff a little myself no what Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I understand. It makes sense. Hmm. You're very, you are a very unique um, child, Charlotte. So I've been told, <laughs> I look a little put out by that. You know. But it's not bad. It's actually very good. And oh. um, yeah, I didn't think I would meet. Um, I haven't met a lot of people like you. Um, so you're back at the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's been a month. <laughs> so at this point, now that I know I'm not going to get, you know, mm-hmm. thrashed, mm-hmm. I'm going to swing the chair, hop off of it mm-hmm. and start walking amongst her office and like just mm-hmm. picking things up okay. like I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I assume she's got probably a, a, at least a skull or maybe a full medical skeleton in there. Yeah, there's a skeleton there. Uh-huh. There's, um... There's like paperweight, yeah. there's pens and so I'm just like charts yeah, and stuff. Brushing my fingers over everything, picking things up. Okay, so she's just watching you like Yeah. I'm still she, talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? She's just kind of amazed, like, huh. Yeah. Um so you're back and I things have not gotten better. I'm just telling you that people there are more people getting sick and dying. I know. One of the girls died. That's very serious, Charlotte. 
So, yeah, it is. I wish there was something we could do. Yeah, I'm afraid there isn't right now, but um, I think they're working on a vaccine for it. Where are your parents? They're gone. Did they abandon you? Are you an orphan? Um, yeah, but they they died. They died? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. Where are you living? Are you in an orphanage? No, my aunts took me in. Oh. I live over in the ritzy part of town. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> that's... I live over on High Street. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, wow. So you're fairly well off. I suppose it's the old, uh, <laughs> the oldie. It's the old Danforth Mansion. Oh, oh, yes, I've heard of your family. Well, all I can say is, I don't think your aunts would be happy that you were here, where everyone is so ill. I have they, to emphasize to you again that you should not be here. They wouldn't be happy with me anywhere. Hmm. Why is that? They just think that I need to be at home learning how to be a good debutante and then marry some other rich person here in Providence hmm. and carry on the family legacy, as and they say. And you don't say. want that. What I don't do you know. want? I don't know. What do you want? Uh, well, like I said, I, I, you know, so I'm like picking up a bone saw. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, she doesn't have bone saws laying around. <laughs> All right, as I'm as I'm taking a book off the shelf, mm-hmm. then that one like, but you're seeing it's like a book that's like really dated. Like yeah. it's not like a newer medical. Yeah, journal. it's like from the Napoleonic yeah, era. Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm flipping through this book, and I just uh, you know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe something in medicine mm-hmm. or maybe working with animals or maybe something like that. Okay. Well, you just, you can't be here, my dear. You really shouldn't be here. I would hate for you to fall ill. It'd be terrible. So I was just kind of, you know, it was a little like, kind of shrug, you know? <laughs> um. All right, fine. So if you want to stay here, you can stay here but so i'll put the book back on the shelf and just kind of turn around and like change the subject you know like how did you become a doctor um i went to school where did you go i went to um harvard Hmm. you must have been one of the first to go Mm -hmm. i mean for a lady yeah 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 i studied very hard and i Got I and I show her my degree. Oh, there's a degree on the. <laughs> I show her my degree. I, it's Going the... back into player mode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're turning the tables. Ah, I'm who's to... running this game? <laughs> oh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so I I show her. No, you're still doing it. She uh, shows me. I show her. I show you. Okay. I'm I... showing you the degree on my on my wall. Right. Like I I tapped. I I'm tapping. Yeah. She, but you but you've gone into first person instead of third person. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm saying. So so Dr. Freeman taps. Yes. 
the glass. Uh huh. On the on the yeah, di- and you see, there's a Harvard medical diploma on there, MD. And I'm not gonna be like screw. You know, I'm not gonna be like. Hmm, her name is on that. no her name is on there it's right just, no but what i mean is like you know it's like oh yeah like i don't know what a fucking degree looks like yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean it's just like hmm. and it's actually fairly meaningless i mean you know like to me at this age it's yeah just no like, that would mean nothing. that's just part of like set dressing you know right. it's just like oh yeah you have these weird framed uh documents on your wall exactly like, it doesn't mean every anything. doctor has that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so but nor nor do i even recognize the prestige necessarily no. of like harvard medical school it's just yeah. you know she could have said, I went to, you know, Hoboken University <laughs> Medical School. It would right, have been the same right. thing. Yeah. So you see it says Lucille Smith Freeman. Okay. Lucille Freeman. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, okay. So say, um, when did you, when did you come to Providence? Well, just a couple of years ago. Hmm. I kind of travel and I practice medicine. She has like a, an American accent, right? It is American, yeah. Okay. It is. So I'll say, uh, where were you born? I was born in, um, okay. I didn't prepare enough. Oh my God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, um, a, I'm unprepared. No, 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 no. Um, well, I was born here on the East Coast, just like you. So I'll put the book back. <laughs> it's just this, like there's just something hanging, other questions hanging. Yeah, in there. exactly. Yeah. All these little cartoon and question so, marks yeah. circling around my head. Right. But I'll put the book back. Okay. So so so, Dr. Freeman stands up and yeah. says, "You need to leave, Charlotte. I love seeing you here. It's it's very nice to see you here. And in fact, I, again, I I love how curious you are about things. But you can't be here. I don't want you to get sick." Okay, so I'll nod, and then um, will we come to dinner? For what? <laughs> I um, if you come to dinner at my aunt's house, could you? Um, sure. Yeah, have them send me an invitation, and I will. I'll attend. All right. So I'll smile at that. Okay. And I'll put my hand out. <laughs> Okay, so she shakes your hand. It's uh-huh. very cold. Uh-huh. And then I will, uh, I'll say, good. All right, now get out of here. Leave. <laughs> Please. Right. So I'll kind of like half skip out of the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're heading home? Heading home, bundling up against the snow. Okay, yeah. so the snow's coming down pretty hard. All right. Um, and you make it home. Mm-hmm. You're a bit chilled. Yeah. Um, and the maids and your aunts are just... They are livid. Yeah, yeah. Where have you been? I was at the Athenaeum. It closed hours ago. I walked around for a while. In the snow. Yes, in the snow. There's a flu going on and your classmate died. I don't know how much more realistic I have to be about this horrible illness. Mabel, maybe you could say something. So Clara walks away and so Mabel comes up to you and says, Charlotte, this is unacceptable behavior. You cannot stay out this late, especially in the storm like this. It's hardly snowing. Okay, so they bundle you up and they take you and you have to have like a bath right. and like heat up and yeah. have like some broth and like yeah, yeah, give you yeah. medicine. Next they, to the fire. Yeah, they give you everything yeah. just to warm you up. and like <laughs> Medicine on a ridiculously long silver spoon. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Montage of uh, mm-hmm. flu prevention remedies. Exactly. Yeah. So when you wake up um, mm-hmm. the next day, you are feeling noticeably not 
good. Not good. Your bones, your your body feels heavy. All right. I'm in complete denial. Okay. Total and utter denial. Yeah. Uh, is it a school day? It is not. It is Saturday. Okay. So I'm going to come downstairs and I'm going to look for my aunts. Okay. So they're, they're sitting the and they're table. having breakfast. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take my seat. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten gotten ready and everything mm-hmm. for the day. I'm in my, uh, my day clothes, I guess. You but know. you, okay. So they, so Clara puts her paper down and uh, she's like, Land's Edge. Charlotte, you look, you look terrible. I feel fine. No, you look horrible. So she stands up and she puts her hand on your forehead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're burning up. I told you this would happen. So she's just, she's just really, mm-hmm. really angry. So she says um, to like, you know, Edna. So the maid comes out. Lupe. And, <laughs> Lupe. <laughs> so, so Edna comes and, and she and Clara whisk you back up to your room and uh-huh. put you in your night. Your night clothes, you know, your bed clothes. Yeah. No, yeah. not bed clothes, but your your nightgown. And <laughs> you put me in a, in a fitted sheet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say for the record here, and we, I should have said this from the get go, but I didn't. What? So I am not. I'm like a very beginning GM. You are. And you are kind of, in some ways, a very beginning player. So I am. This this is not gonna be this this is gonna be whatever it is. <laughs> You're speaking about magnets. Bouncing off of each other earlier, it's kind of yeah, like it's, like, it's, like when we when we reverse the polarities, it goes and it just clicks right together. But now we may very well be bouncing off, bouncing off each yeah. other. Yeah, and so it may be for a different listening experience. God than only the knows. Chronicles. God but knows. as long as we're enjoying ourselves, indeed. So indeed. they whisk you back up to your room. All they right. get the fire going the fire more, out. and they start getting you teas and medicine, and even worse tasting medicine <sighs> from last night. Right. And and so your fever is getting higher. So as I'm like lying there in bed though i'm just gonna i'm still in denial oh man you know and i'm just like aunt clara you have to invite dr freeman <laughs> dr freeman what? is an amazing doctor and she is gonna come to dinner so you have to invite her she's yes yes, yes dear yes dear she's whatever at the say. hospital okay and you have to invite her to dinner i will i will whatever you say we will get you have to get well before we can do that so. sunday sunday dinner so i'll be well by tomorrow Right. Okay. So she gives you something to knock your ass out, like some type of opium syrup or something, just to like a soothing syrup. <laughs> yes, yes, dear. Just drink this. Yeah, basically. And that knocks your ass out. Yeah. And it is definitely a narcotic and is definitely like yeah. tripping. Like yeah. you feel very calm, very relaxed, mm-hmm. very soothed. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it really soothes. Yeah, it does. So by the time you wake up, uh-huh. it, the sky is getting dark. Okay. It's like almost the whole day has passed. All right. And you're feeling like not well. Okay. So is there plumbing in this house? I'm wondering. God. uh, I don't think so. Probably not. No. So I'm thinking There might be like a water closet that they installed 10 years ago. Right. You know, but like otherwise it's like Mm -hmm. you got to boil the water and then take it up. Mm -hmm. You got bedpans, you know. Okay. So. Chamber pots. Right. Yeah. So you're feeling like you want to vomit mm-hmm. when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You are like, I want to puke. Yeah. Um, you're nauseous. Mm-hmm. Your bones feel like they're on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Edna walks in and it looks like you're, you were trying to get out of bed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like halfway out of my blankets. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. And she's like, what? what is the meaning of this? What was wrong? <sighs> So she brings a she brings a bowl yeah. for you to vomit in, right. and you start vomiting. I think so, yeah. 
Oh no. Okay. So she takes this. She's very she's very gentle with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been taking care of you since you were like little. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "All right, come on, Charlotte. Let's get back into bed." Mm-hmm. So she gets a towel for your head, and your fever's still ridiculous, mm-hmm. like very, very hot. Yeah. Um, and your again, your bones are just your body's aching, and you just start moaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just feeling really, really bad. Um, um, yeah. So. Things take on like a more timeless sort of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to kind of lose track of day and night, and yeah. it all kind of blurs together. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just kind of in this nonstop cycle of vomiting and fever. Some days you're feeling a little bit better, but before you know it, it's like Thursday, mm. and your symptoms are getting worse. Yeah, you're not. You're not bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Um, and your aunts are being very nice to you. <laughs> like, right. like strangely nice to you. Okay. Um, and you're not quite sure. That's very, it's just, maybe they've always been like that. <laughs> right. But they're just like, they're feeding you broth. Oh, they're wow. feeding you gelatin. They're mm-hmm. feeding you any sort of anything they think will help you feel better. Mm. But you're just getting worse. Mm. Um, and you start, then you start coughing. Mm. The cough starts up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's keeping you up. Mm-hmm. And it's been, now at this point, it's been like a week. Mm. So it's Saturday. Yeah. And your aunts are very worried. Mm-hmm. Very, very worried about you. Hmm. So it's evening on Saturday evening and they're beside themselves. Hmm. The family doctor has been called several times. Sure, Sometimes sure, when sure. you're conscious and you know, you know, you know yeah. when, when he's there and then yeah. other times where you're like, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm like speaking in French a lot, mm. you know? Mm. So you're also having these really intense fever dreams. Yeah. So you're having these dreams where you think of your parents and your parents burning up Mm -hmm. um, and you wake up screaming and there's other dreams you have where you're just in school and the snake, this whole snake situation is happening again. Only the snake is really, really big and grows really huge and just eats everybody up and you're kind of happy about it. (laughs) And then you have like these other dreams where... Um, Dr. Freeman's in your dreams mm. and you are seeing that scene that you saw with her bent over the um, mm-hmm. bent over the patient and the patient is um, still peaceful and calm and when she looks over at you you see something that you've never seen before mm. where there's like a third eye right in the middle of her forehead mm-hmm. when she's looking at you. Dr. Freeman. Dr. Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the patient. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and so she looks at you. Mm-hmm. And that like this glowing eye. when you see this eye, it's glowing. It's like this blue mm-hmm. glow that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But you feel very calm. Like you feel very calm. So before you know it, you have only these like nascent um, feeling that you're being lifted out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're outside. You feel the cold air on your face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You look out and you can 
see that you're in a carriage mm. and you're looking out the carriage window and you look up and there's stars in the sky. Yeah. There's clouds traveling by. They're okay. white in the night. Yeah. They're, they're, everything's covered in snow, so it's, it seems brighter than it is, but it's it's night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're traveling, and the next thing you know, you're being placed. You feel like you're being floated and placed into another into a bed. Mm. It's not your bed. Yeah. And you wake up. You feel a little like uh, I have to check something. Nope. Oh, keep pause for two seconds. Sure, sure. So you feel like a jab in your arm. <laughs> yeah. And it's painful, but it stops. Yeah. And then you suddenly start to feel a little bit better. Okay. You're, you feel like you can open your eyes. They don't feel as heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're, um, you're in a ho- you're in the hospital. Mm. You're suddenly, hmm. In this room, and you've seen these rooms. You know these rooms very well. Mm-hmm. This see. is a room I've seen before. Yes. Okay. Because you've because you've you've perused the halls many times. It looks like a normal room. It looks like a normal hospital room. I'm not like the boiler room. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're in a normal hospital well, room. Well, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't think you were saying oh. that. I was just. I was like, <laughs> what kind of room am I in? No, you're in a hospital room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The bed's there. There's a little table. You've yeah. seen. You've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a there's Looks a window. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a window. Looks out, and you get and you see the night sky, the yeah, trees, frosted glass, frosted glass, yeah. um, for half of it, you know. And then there's like a clear window that you can actually see yeah, the sky. Yeah, sure, sure. There's curtains. Yeah. The room is is okay. You are, I mean, like warm temp wise, mm-hmm. the climate wise, it's fine. Um, and you are. There's some low lights around, little lamps that are on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're no longer in your bedroom. Interesting. Is there anyone else in the room? No, you are alone. Okay. Uh, but I am feeling a little better. You are feeling not as... I mean, you're still a little feverish, but you're not feeling as weak as you were before. Mm-hmm. So... Prop myself up mm-hmm. uh, to some degree. So your family doctor comes in the room. Uh-huh. Charlotte, Doctor Leroy. Yes, Charlotte. Please don't don't try to get up. Don't try to get up. How did I get here? We had to bring you here because you weren't eating or drinking anything. So so you'll see in your arm there's a little IV there, and that's to help you feel better. <laughs> that's what you're checking <laughs> IVs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. I wouldn't know that. Yeah. It would be the glass bottle. Yeah, though, it's a glass right? bottle. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm like a brown rubber tube. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'll just, you know, kind of look at it like sort of dumbly. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. This is That's helping you. This is helping you with your, um, fluids. Cause you're very de- You're severely dehydrated due to your fever. And so your cough is still bad. So you start mm-hmm. coughing. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like <laughs> he backs away a little bit from you uh-huh. um, and says, you know, the hospital staff will take care of you. The nurses will take care of you. Mm-hmm. There's a little buzzer there. If you press it, they'll come and, and help you with anything you may need. Um, but you're very sick, my dear. And you need to stay, stay here and get some rest. Mm-hmm. And your aunts will come and visit you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be in the the doctor's care here. 
and I will come in to check on you. So, yeah, sighing resignedly, I'll get down to the pillows and blanket, you know. Okay, so he kind of covers you a little bit with the blanket. Mm -hmm. So it's very late at night, so he checks his pocket watch, and he's like, oh, dear, okay. Well, I will go tell your aunts that you're you're settled in, Mm -hmm. and, um, and they'll come to visit you tomorrow. Okay. So... Time passes. Mm-hmm. During the night, you could swear you feel a very cold hand on your forehead. <laughs> Feels good. Feels nice. <laughs> but you're not quite sure. Yeah. The lights are out. The lights are out. Mm-hmm. It's dark. The hospital's calm. You know, it's kind of more still. Middle of the night. Middle of the night. So the next morning, Bert, you know, the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. It's a frosty day. Mm-hmm. Your aunts bustle in. Oh, Charlotte! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at her! Look how look how pale! So you haven't really seen yourself. Yeah, no. Um, since you, since you um were ill, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the first Sunday of many that mm-hmm. um you will have been in the hospital. Okay. You, your flu begins to pass, Mm -hmm. but as the flu passes, you are not really bouncing back as well as you could be. Right. You've been in the hospital for about a month. Oh, wow. So it was early November. It's early December now. You're still in the hospital. You're not on the IV anymore, Mm -hmm. but you're definitely, you're one of the patients yeah. So you're e- one, eating a little bit, but eating, not, yeah, not you're much. eating as much as you can. Okay. Still coughing? Is that what's so you going are on? coughing a lot? Okay. So the doctors are talking to your aunts and saying we think she has pneumonia. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful with her. Um, it's a it can develop very quickly, and it can be very dangerous. So you overhear this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they come in and said say to you like oh charlotte where we know that you're doing everything you can to get well but you're gonna have to stay here a little longer because <gasps> so claris <laughs> Cla- yeah claris starts talking and mabel steps forward and says says my girl you're very ill you're very very sick you more than likely have pneumonia and it's very serious so we want to make sure that you're in the best care possible and this is the best care you could possibly get and you could see she's choking back her tears mm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to leave you here for a little while, and they're going to take care of you just like they have been. So the flu's passed, but you're still very, very sick. So you need to stay in bed and get well. Yes, so, auntie. Okay. So they have tears in their eyes, and so they leave. Yeah. So time passes. Your lungs are so painful. Yeah. I mean, it's like... They're on fire. I've probably like asked for a couple books, but then the books are just sitting on the you can't focus the bedside table unread. Mm-hmm. You, you know. can't focus at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, you've managed to get a mirror in there mm-hmm. so you can see how you or look. Or waddled into the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they've helped you comb your hair and yeah, you know, just brush your teeth, just little things. But you're very, very weak, very mm-hmm. easily winded. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. You can see there's these very dark circles under your eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and so um, time passes. Days turn into weeks. Mm-hmm. And time loses all meaning. At t- yeah. So, so 
and and probably sometimes I feel like you know I'm I'm getting better I'm on the mend and I'll try and like kind of walk around a little bit and then collapse back into bed mm-hmm. covered in sweat you yeah. know just totally mm-hmm. exhausted yeah so at this point it's like mid December yeah and Dr Freeman shows up okay what one night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she sits at the end of your bed it says Miss Winchester. Dr. Freeman, I'm sorry we haven't invited you for dinner. Oh, my goodness. Don't even. So she pats your foot on, you know, the blankets on top of your foot. Like, don't even worry about it, please. Don't mention it. So you are ailing here, I see. Mm-hmm. You seem very, very ill. I'm getting better. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's, I know you're, you are getting better. I looked at your chart and it does look like you're making some strides. Um, which I'm is trying. good. Um, I think I have something that can help you. Good. Okay. So she goes to the door and closes the door. Okay. And, um, so she gets close to you on the mm, bed mm-hmm. and she cuts her with mm. her nail. She cuts her wrist. Oh, wow. Okay. And she offers her wrist to you. It starts to bleed. It's like this crimson. Yeah. It's like everything in the room is like lighting up this blood. Oh, yeah. And she offers it to you. Like rubies. Mm-hmm. All right. I think... Um... I think I am at this point so freaking out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything is so surreal anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is really weird. I mean, I've been given so many, um, you know, medicines, medicines, drugs, drugs. Op- opioids. Yeah. Sure. Like you've had some like morphine. Well, I mean, they're, they're probably, they are giving me, um, yeah, some pretty heavy-duty opioids as a cough suppressant. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To say nothing of a of a sleep aid. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah, I'm probably getting some. Uh, They're some, a little strung out. Some uh, opium up in there, mm-hmm. or heroin, Morph- even morphine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, what the hell? You know, I'll just kind of crane my neck forward a little bit. All right. So she pushes her wrist to your mouth. Yeah. And she's like, "Just drink this." All right. So I take in okay. some of this blood. Mm-hmm. So you're drinking it. It's like the salty, mm-hmm. irony taste. I mean, you've tasted blood before. Sure. That's a, I mean, you've experimented. You've like, I'm sure in your curious, you know, yeah. feelings and dealings, you've. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely sucked on a cut finger or mm-hmm. had nosebleeds, of yeah. course. You know. So you drink, you keep drinking. Mm-hmm. Do you, and, I'm, and I'm feeling better. It's helping. You're starting to feel like, like a rich broth. S- stronger. Yeah. yeah. You're feeling stronger. Yeah. So I'll keep drinking. Okay. So she eventually kind of wrenches. She pulls it away very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so weak. Yeah. But you are, you are looking much better. Yeah. So yeah, I'll collapse back on the bed, gasping, coughing a little bit, but not, uh-huh. not as yeah. much as I might have. So she feels your forehead and your mm-hmm. hand is very, very cold. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you look a lot better. She tells you. Okay. You look much better. So she licks the wound. Yeah. And you could swear that it just stops bleeding. Yeah. Like, it just, like, well, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So she goes to the door, opens it, and she's like, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And we can do that again so we can get you out of here. Mm. 
So she leaves. All right. So you sleep. As you're sleeping, again, you have these really intense fever dreams. And now all these, like, (laughs) morphine-induced, like, Mm. strange, surreal dreams. And you're getting this feeling of, like, you feel like you're on a ship. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're traveling across the ocean and you're with all these other people and there's other Mm. people on the boat that are, or the ship that are sick and Mm. you're all on the ship together and you're making your way across the ocean Mm. and it feels claustrophobic. It doesn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. There are people who are sick in the corners of the ship and Mm -hmm. you're wondering when you're going to get to where you need to be. Hmm. Okay. What kind of sh- like a modern ship or no, an old fashioned ship? An old, ship? very. It's like a like the old, Mayflower. It feels old, like yeah, yeah like yeah. the sh- the ships you've read about in your uh-huh. in your books, history it's books. Seen the uh, illustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're imagining like you're on that ship. Okay. All right. So, time marches on. A couple nights um, go by, mm. and Doctor Freeman shows up again, mm. and. She says, well, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling? So <laughs> you were making market progress. Uh-huh. Um, you're much more steady on your feet. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. seem much more alert. Yeah. You're awake for more of the day. Okay. You're not like completely passed out the whole day. Yeah. Um, your cough is much less, mm-hmm. much less. You're not coughing up as much blood. Okay. Um, cause you were coughing up blood. I assumed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the sputum isn't as dark and mm-hmm. green. And... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you seem much better. So I'll communicate that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she smiles and is like, I'm very happy to hear that. And, um, well, good. Then you should be on the mend. So she pats you on the shoulder. Uh-huh. And, um, and she says, I'll be back in a couple more nights. Okay. But you seem to be doing much better. So she leaves. And unfortunately, <laughs> she's wrong. God damn it. <laughs> um, over the course <laughs> of like a couple nights, you take mm. a really bad turn. Mm. The virus is just too strong. Mm-hmm. And your aunts come to visit you and they look terrified. They have no, they have no chill. They have no chill. Yeah. They're scared. They yeah. don't want to leave your side. Oh, wow. They're not, but they're not telling you anything. Nobody's, <coughs> nobody's telling you anything. Yeah. You just know you feel like, unlike, you feel out of your body. Like you, you, you don't feel like you're really tethered here mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the earth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to this world. Yeah. Your dreams are becoming more vivid. Mm. Um, With the ship still? You're off the ship now. Oh. So it's progressed to where you're off the ship and you're in this frontier, like you're in this wilderness. Um, but there are there are little places and homes, and mm. you make your way toward a village, and they greet you, and they're happy to see you, but mm-hmm. in a very, you know, like kind of what you're used to in a very kind of austere way. Yeah. You've also had these other dreams where you are curled up in a ball and you're screaming in agony you're in so much pain you've Mm. never been in so much pain in your life yeah there's a fire nearby and there's a woman tending to you 
Um, and, um, and that's about it. Fades out. Mm-hmm. So you are very, um, you're really in a bad way. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes in to talk with you mm-hmm. and says, Charlotte, I'm sorry, but you're very sick. We have a priest here. And this is all just happening, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now, what's happening? Is it uh, is it Christmas yet? Are there Christmas decorations up? Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. Um, right. there's a priest here, and he's here to offer you some comfort mm. during this time. And your aunts are just kind of like muffling <laughs> their muffling their cries in yeah, the corner. Yeah. And a lot of sniffling. Yeah, so the priest comes to you and he looks very sad, very solemn. Grave, yeah. Yes. And um, even though you're not Catholic, <laughs> right. still the answer like, whatever, just... <laughs> so he starts giving you last rites. Uh-huh. Okay. And you don't know what he's saying. I mean, it's all yeah. Latin. And yeah, he's yeah, putting, yeah. like, oil on your forehead uh-huh. and crossing you and doing all this stuff and saying all these prayers. And yeah. it's just sort of overwhelming. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and you kind of pass out. Mm-hmm. Actually, you kind yeah. of fade out of consciousness. I just roll back. Oh, yeah. Um. And so you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, your aunts are no longer in the room. Okay. You're all alone. You don't know what time it is. And Dr. Freeman comes in. Mm-hmm. And says, um, Charlotte, I'm so sorry I couldn't come sooner. Mm. How are you feeling? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can barely say anything. Yeah. Charlotte, um, I can help you. So I'm just looking at her hollow-cheeked, you know. I can help you. Sweaty. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, I don't know if you, you would have to leave your whole life here and come with me. So I'll just kind of like, I can barely even talk, so I'll just, I'll just nod. You're a very special girl and I want to teach you a lot. And I know that you would be suited to this life with me I was hoping it wouldn't be like this but I wanted you to at least get through medical school we have to do we have to do this now so uh, just you know the hand closest to hers lifts up Mm -hmm. shaking a little bit Mm -hmm. and just takes her hand okay so she's closed the door at this point Mm -hmm. it's a totally closed door Mm -hmm. and she says this will just take a couple minutes mm. and then I'll tell you what we need to do mm-hmm. so before you know it mm-hmm. her her mouth is on your neck mm-hmm. and you feel this amazing feeling mm. but it's of this like Peace. It's like this mm-hmm. inner peace. You no yeah. longer feel any pain. pain. Goes away. You feel you have this clarity in your mind. It's almost like a, like your whole soul is feeling 
totally rocked and comforted and mm. peaceful. Mm-hmm. And your body isn't really a factor, mm-hmm. but your whole soul is like vibrating to what's happening. Mm-hmm. You suddenly are feeling very, very weak, but it doesn't feel in like you're in any pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly her wrist is at your mouth again Mm -hmm. and she's pushing it to you to drink drink Mm -hmm. and so you do so yes with uh with great ardor okay yeah so you are just drinking and drinking and drinking yeah and as you're drinking you that peace is sustained like that Mm. that feeling of comfort of peace your body doesn't feel like it's in any pain Mm mm-hmm you are feeling like purified. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your eyes aren't burning. Like nothing is, yeah. nothing feels wrong. Like for the first time in a month mm-hmm. or more. Two, almost two months. Yeah. You're like, I feel amazing. Like I feel perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I feel even better than I did before I got sick. Yeah. Suddenly, as you're drinking, you're feeling this like throbbing on your forehead. Mm. Like it's this bizarre feeling. Your eyes are closed, mm-hmm. but then you know your two eyes are closed. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> and then suddenly though, the room is filled with light yeah. and you can see everything. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Dr. Freeman looking at you. You see that she has a third eye mm-hmm. in the middle of her forehead. Mm-hmm. And you see you see the whole room, but yeah. you're, you know, your, your two eyes are closed, but you don't know how you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're overwhelmed. You just feel blissful. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're curled up in your bed, like yeah. your, your comfort, the comfort of your bed yeah. on like a winter's day with the fire going and you're not sick yeah. and you're nice and cozy. Or you feel like you're in a hammock yeah. in the middle of summer under the trees and the breeze is, mm. is flow, you know, is, is flowing over your body mm-hmm. and you feel like it's like autumn where it's like the leaves are falling down and it's like windy but it's beautiful outside and mm-hmm. it's like spring where suddenly everything starts thawing it's like you're mm-hmm. feeling all the seasons at once wow and it just feels just ecstatic yeah and in these seasons you can also see every cycle of everything like of yes. life and death of right. birth and rebirth it's like right. you're seeing every cycle of every creature mm-hmm. in the world mm. all at once mm. you get this glimpse of it mm. and then it fades mm-hmm. and the feeling is slowing down okay and suddenly you're just sitting in the bed and dr freeman is licking her wrist and you open your eyes, mm-hmm. even though you feel like you were seeing the room already. Right. And she's looking at you. And she looks a little concerned, <laughs> but also like a little happy too. Yep. So I'll, I'll sit up. You feel amazing. You feel great. You're not even sick anymore. Right. It's so like I'm, you're perfectly well. Exactly. I sit up. And then I'm just looking at her smiling and the smile breaks into a big grin and then I just give her a big hug. Oh, and she hugs you back. Yeah. She doesn't feel cold anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
you're just hugging. Our body temperatures match yeah. for some reason. <laughs> so you're so you so you you're hugging her and she's hugging you right back. Yeah. And she as she breaks away from the hug, you see her um, brushing some tears from her cheek mm. with her burgundy mm-hmm. handkerchief. Right. Handy, says, handy little handkerchief there. Yeah, and says, "There, there, there, there. It's okay." And so, in that moment, I'm going to realize in that moment of of physical contact, like I'm realizing I'm not breathing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't feel my heart beating. No, I didn't feel her heart beating. No. So I'll look down. I'll look back at her and I'll say, did I die? In a manner of speaking. Is this heaven? It can be. So she looks at the door yeah. and says, Charlotte, you're going to have to do a little bit of lying. Just nod. Let's pretend you're dead. Okay. Just for a little while. Okay. And I'll come for you. Promise. I promise. Okay. So, she arranges the bed clothes. Mm-hmm. She arranges you. Just lay there perfectly still. You yeah. don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I just want you to pretend to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'll be back. Okay. So she leaves the room. Yep. And she suddenly a nurse comes in just to do her regular checks. Mm-hmm. She checks her your pulse and is like, oh, and gasps. Mm-hmm. And then she rushes out of the room. Yeah. The doctors come in and they all check you and you're hearing them pronouncing you dead. <laughs> and you're seeing them pull the sheet over your mm. you're feeling them I yeah. should say you're feeling, feeling them pull yeah. the sheet over you yeah and they slide you and they take you down the hall uh, and you're acutely aware of everything that's going on yeah you hear um Dr. Freeman's voice in your ear okay it's okay mm. you'll be fine mm-hmm. I'll come for you mm-hmm so they take you down to the morgue. Oh, shit. And they leave you in the room. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different things that are happening in the morgue. There's a lot of bodies. Yeah. There's a lot of bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just one of the many. Mm-hmm. So it feels... You're not really sure how much time has passed. Mm. But suddenly the sheet pulls off of you. Yeah. And I think reflexively you would open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say yeah. Or not? What do you think? Um, Are you gonna st- you're gonna stick with your performance? Let's see. No, I think I think the eyes flutter, a little bit. Eyes flutter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> bending over you, uh-huh. you're hearing like this heavy breathing. Okay. And it's it's not Doctor Freeman. Oh shit. Um, do you want to look to see? What's... I'll try to open my eyes just slightly, you okay. know, just so I can see through my lashes, basically. So you can see it's like, it's like an orderly. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at you. Oh, shit. And he's starting to take your robe off. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, out of, you don't even know how this happens. <sighs> 
He collapses. Okay. And falls to the ground. Yeah. And Dr. Freeman is there. Okay. And she's smiling at you and kind of pretending that, like, okay. So she's, like, putting your clothes back on. (laughs) It's like, what was that bone crunching sound? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing at all? Okay. Let's let's leave now. (laughs) Okay. So with her, you are leaving the morgue. Mm -hmm. You see the bodies stacked up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see a crumpled heap of a man. Mm. Um just on the ground yeah he looks unconscious yeah she's whisking you away okay going out of one of the doors yeah and sneakily leaving the hospital Mm. it's still night yeah outside it's there's snow out i mean it's still snowy Yeah, yeah the ground is cold but you're not really feeling like it's painful okay you make your way mm-hmm. to a running um, vehicle. So so I'm just in my hospital gown, so I'm like barefoot yeah. going through the snow, but it's totally fine. It doesn't feel like anything. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And so there's a... There's, there's a, a running, a little like a model, model T. Model T. Yeah, yeah. just like... Yep. <laughs> and she's taking you into this uh-huh. vehicle. Yeah. And there's someone at the wheel. Okay. There's a man and a woman. Yeah. And... Um, mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so she's in the back seat with you. Okay. And so you see that there's some suitcases huh. um, in the car, on outside of the car. You know, there's just like, yeah, you yeah. saw there were some like, you know, boxes and various like luggage. Tied on, yeah. And the Model T takes off. Okay. In the middle of the night. Hmm. Down the snowy, icy road. Yeah, driving a Model T on snowy roads almost have been really fun. Yeah, not so fun. <laughs> so you start driving. All right. And there's some urgency. Yeah. But Dr. Freeman just holds your hand, squeezes it, mm. and says, I picked you. You're my child now. So I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to like lean my head against her shoulder. And she and so she strokes your hair. Yeah. And you can tell that there's again, like there's some tears that kind of plop down on her white coat, you know. Uh-huh, her lab coat. Mm-hmm. And um and she's just Regular stroking. Regular tears or No. No. Blood. Yeah. It's blood. Yep. And she's stroking your hair and mm-hmm. says, You're my Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And this was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And um and so you're driving down the icy road to an unknown future. Mm-hmm. A right. new, a new future. A new and unknown future. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we'll leave it at that. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I have no, I have no worries or reservations. Oh, about, I'm still worried. No, uh, about the quality, quality that you'll be bringing to this uh, <laughs> <quality>. August table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Worked out just fine. So, uh, yeah, I have no no problem. If you had a date in your head of when that happened, we'll just retcon that to be okay. my birthday. Okay. Which I didn't, you know, like, yeah. I was so out of it. I didn't know what day well, it was. Well, we don't, we don't really, I mean, it could technically be January. It could. But I don't I, mind it being want, late December. No, no, no. I mean, I kind of wanted to create this, like, timelessness you where did. you're not yeah. really sure what day or. Yeah. So I'm saying it was January. Oh, okay. All right. You were in the hospital for weeks and weeks. Weeks, yeah. You had been diagnosed. It was like a cor- co- uh, comorbid um like oh, okay. you had developed tb 
Oh, yeah. And so you had gotten the flu, you got pneumonia, and then, and then TB. TB. Yeah, Jesus. eventually you got TB, and you were so ill. Yeah. And she wanted to give you the vitae, so at least you would look not like constantly like a sick patient. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, before she... Anyway, there were, right. there were some interruptions in her therapy for you. Because <laughs> she had to go take she care of things. She had to go and do things and oh. get things arranged. So uh, it is January. Oh, nice. At this point. So. Okay, yeah, and I'll find that out Yeah. later. I'll realize yeah. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about but it. But yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it in Chapter 1. Chapter 1, exactly. Mm-hmm. Chapter 1. <laughs> All right, cool. But that's the prelude for Charlotte Winchester's Chronicle called 13 Candles. I am excited. You should be. Good. All right, thank you. You're welcome.